Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale here with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Gentlemen, how are we today? Oh, uh, we're great. We're great. Jen, how are you today? Are we? I am. Uh, I'm feeling great. Really? My Cowboys are dead and buried, so I, I don't know. I'm not, I might as well just go home, right? No, they're not dead uh, and buried, but we already know how. How many times must you see a movie? Uh, but wait a second. I, I'm looking across the table, and once again, you don't have a tie on. Have you given up on wearing a tie? Nah, I, mean, you know, I think you gave up on wearing a tie because now you're just playing for a tie. You know, I started right? this, I started this trend about six years ago. You know, I didn't wear a tie on there. So really? You know. About six years ago? Like about six days ago? Yeah, okay. You know? If you can't beat them, join beat them. bad. If you can't beat them, beat them worse. Mm. That's what I've been doing. I've been... Okay. Congratulations. 500 and 0. <laughs> Skip, I actually thought you might be in a little bit better mood because despite yeah. initial reports no. saying Dak's injury would keep him out six to eight weeks, Jerry Jones says, actually, no, more like three to four weeks. An orthopedic surgeon who specializes in hand surgery told the Dallas Morning News that an earlier return for Dak is indeed realistic based on the type of fracture he suffered. All right, Shannon, you first. Scale of one to ten. How encouraged should Skip and other Cowboy fans be at this news? A one. Because they make it seem like Dak is coming back, like Dak's a two-time MVP and has led them to Super Bowl. Skip, this is the very similar injury to what Russell uh, Wilson suffered last year. And Russ missed four games. He came back week five. That's a very – it was the same thing. Going forward, hit someone. Oh, but he hit a finger instead of the thumb. No, it, yeah. but I'm saying he, yeah. it was, it's a similar injury. Okay. But here's the thing, though, Skip. I, no, I think it was his thumb, Skip. Was it his thumb? I think it was his thumb. Okay. But here, I just believe they should have just put him on our – because what happens, okay, you lose two games in a row. Now you're 0-3. Are you going to rush, rush Dak back? Because if you just go ahead and put him on our Dak, take your time. Skip, this, this injury is going to heal when it heals. Mm. You, it, the injury doesn't know, man, the, man, the Cowboys really need Dak back. I think the fans are saying, hey, we've seen enough of Dak over the last six years. Let's put Cooper Rush in there. Let's see what Cooper Rush can do. Mm. People like you, oh, Cooper Rush played really well in, in mop-up duty. You see in what he... mop-up duty? That's what it was, mop-up. Well, at Minnesota was not mop-up last I'm year. I'm talking about Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, exactly. Know. See? You see what you just did? Now, see, you want to see Cooper Rush also mm -hmm. basing it on what he did in one game. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why he's a backup. There's a reason why he's been six years in the league and he's only started how many games? Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. The really good players, they find ways to get on the field. Tom Brady was a backup. Mm -hmm. He's a really good player. He found a way to get on the field. Well, she it took a fateful, historic, changing history in injury, right? Okay. Guess what? This was an injury. Cooper Rush goes out there and plays well. Guess what? Mm -hmm. He gets an opportunity. Jerry Jones has already put that out there, right? He said, who knows? It might be a situation that like what Dak had with Tony Romo. He put that out there he on that, Sunday that, night. He put that out there. He, he said, I'm not comparing the two, but who knows? But he, Would, just, he said, wouldn't it be something if? But he, he if, just compared if when the two. Dak does come back, you're starting to wonder, well, should, should we let him back or should we play Cooper Rush? Even okay. though he said it's two different situations, he yeah. actually did compare the two. He did. When he said he wasn't. Skip, I think this is just wishful thinking. I think Jerry realizes that he knows that, man, I thought we had this game, and they, they started talking about preparation. I think we've got a great group of guys here. I just think this is the, Jerry doesn't want the season to slip away. It's only one game, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got another game at home. Now, obviously, 
you don't want to be at the quarter pole sitting 0-4 mm -hmm. with two division losses on your resume because you got after Cincinnati, you got the Giants and you got the Commanders coming in. So for me, Skip, look, I just think the Cowboy fans, I think a lot of Cowboy fans have said, hey, I've seen enough of this Dak Prescott. I've seen the roller coaster. I want to get off temporarily. Let's see what Cooper Rush can do. Mm. And I think the, the most popular guy is the backup until he have to play for an extended period of time. You know how it is, Skip. Everybody loves the backup. Put him in there. Put him in there. And then all of a sudden, get him out. Get his butt out. He's worse. He's terrible. So we're going to see how this thing plays out. I'm not I'm encouraged. What am I encouraged for? What? It's not like the Cowboys have this impressive resume over the last quarter century. Mm. It's not like they have the, this impressive resume over the last 10 years. We already know how this is going to end. You know how it's going to end. Mm. You don't want to admit it, mm. but you know deep down inside how this thing going to play out, Skip. I do not. You that. do? Tell me when it's my turn, <laughs> it's your turn. It's your turn. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's your turn. <sighs> okay. I'm going to first answer Jen's question. Scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to answer it personally. I am lifelong, diehard, ride and die or die Dallas Cowboy fan. <sighs> Scale of 1 to 10, my encouragement level at this moment as I sit in this chair is a 9. And I would go to a 10, but I don't want to jinx them any more than I jinxed them last week. I'm going to a 9 because I told you on Sunday going into Monday, I told you Monday morning that, that Jerry Jones said right after the game, it looks good on the X-ray. It's a small break in the right place. And you can accuse Jerry of saying a lot of wacky things, but he is not a liar. He was telling you exactly what they saw, according to his doctors and right. his trainers, on the, the X-ray taken immediately during the game, that he saw immediately right. after okay. the game. And he was telling the truth because the Dallas Morning News confirmed it, corroborated what Jerry said by making a call to this Dr. David Hayes, an orthopedic surgeon at, at the Cedar sinai Curlin Job Institute. And you've dealt with Curlin mm -hmm. Job yeah. many, many times on various injuries. Yeah, I just left Monday. <laughs> you just left Monday. Okay. They are top of the line. They absolutely You, you are. can't get any better than no. Curlin Joe. Nope. And Dr. David Hay is their hands, or orthopedic surgeon who does hand, hand. surgeries. And he said, and, and I don't want to get too technical here, but let me just read you the guts of what he said. It would be pushing it a bit, but I think it's definitely realistic to come back in three weeks. The fracture is outside the motion part of the thumb joint. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's up in the bone, as he said, and it's inside the bone of the thumb. So it's, it's not down in, in the joint part where it's okay. fractured, where it's going to be harder to grip the football. Right. It's, it's up. If you go up your thumb, now you've just got straight thumb right okay. there. Right. And, it, and it's fractured inside that right. the, the, the actual sort of central part of the thumb. Right. Well, that means it can heal way faster than if it's fractured down in the joint where you have to, to turn to grip. But he did say it would be pushing it, right? He said it might be pushing it. Okay, a lot of this, as you well, well, well know, it comes down to the human being who is pain fractured. Tolerance. It's pain tolerance, and it's also just your will, your right. spirit. Your, and some guys, as you well know, it, it's, it just so varies. I'm a fast healer. I always have been. Yeah. But I will it away. I fight it. <laughs> I attack it. And you can send your body signals like, I'm attacking this. I'm going right. to go 
get a shot. I'm right. going to go, I, I'm going to ice it every single hour. I'm going to put ice on it right. to make it heal fast. You, there are ways to attack it to make it get better faster. Well, it's definitely your mind. You okay? got to believe it. You, you got to believe it because what you believe in your mind, your body will do for you. It will heal it a little bit faster. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure where Dak is. He's starting to look like he's a little brittle because we got one little thing after another, after another. Right. No huge things except for the career threatening right. ankle surgery right. that required two. Right. But the, the, point is this is if if i could if i could use a pun here this is the all-time laughable rush to judgment about my dallas cowboys speaking of rush as in cooper robert rush because the world is saying they're dead we're going to talk more and more but all the power rankings have them dropped down to 26 27th and the athletic has them all the way down dead last at 32 yeah it's just laughable rush to judgment because it feels like nobody saw what, what I happen to see. I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with my television, but... I saw on, you didn't score any points. On, on so no, no. I'm talking about Halloween night last year. Halloween night at Minnesota against the quarterback that you, Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famer, has picked to, to carry the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game this year. That same quarterback in his own building in Minneapolis at Minnesota last year on Halloween night, he was a nightmare for the home team, was Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it was Halloween, yeah. so he dressed up and played like okay. a decent quarterback. Okay. Okay, Cooper Rush did. <laughs> Yeah, he did, yeah. Okay, he threw for 325 yards. He threw 112 yards worth to C.D. Lamb. And for whatever reason, Dak has no rapport, no connection with C.D. Lamb. They're not on the same page. But, boy, it looked like, phew, to my eye, Cooper Rush was right on the same page with C.D. Lamb. And I don't doubt that he's going to get C.D. Lamb a bunch of balls against the Cincinnati Bengals. But, Skip, you do. 325 yards? Skip. We're not talking about Ben DiNucci. We're not talking about Garrett Gilbert. Yes. We're not talking about give up. We're, we're talking about a Cooper Rush. He's been in the system for six years. Yes, but and he's played all those preseason games. Mm -hmm. he, every preseason, nobody notices he's playing with third stringers, but he's out there getting reps. Right. He's played a bunch of football for my Dallas but Cowboys. Scott, you do realize is that what performances are not transferable. You don't get to say, well, and that's how you Cowboy fans, and that's how you do. Well, we won Super Bowls years ago, so we should win one this year. It doesn't work like that. Just because no. he played like that in 2021, that doesn't mean he's going to have a game like that in 2022. Okay. Why do you continuously do that? I, I'm just dealing with the here and the now. Okay, the here and the now. All I know is Dak stunk it up on Sunday night. But who was he playing against? He was playing against the team that I picked to win it all. A team that looked like the best team in football on Sunday night. A they team did? that has a defense that is much better than it was last year. No. Want to bat? Your offense looked – because I'm listening to Devin White. Devin White said we knew they weren't going to commit to the run. So what they did last year in the first game is they got the ball like quick. So what we did is that we inched up, we took away the quick stuff, and then boom. Okay, well, that's on Kellen Moore because Dak threw for 403 yards at Tampa on opening yeah, Thursday night yeah. a year ago, and all of a sudden Zeke looks like he's see, off to the races. See, what Ten carries for 52 yards, 5.2 a crack. Maybe if you gave him 20 carries, maybe he'd had 120 yards. Because you want to transfer what Dak did week one last week into week one this year. No. It doesn't work okay, like this. But, but the truth is, 
a year ago, my offense was the number one offense in the whole league. It led the league in points. It led the league in yards. I, they okay? did. Okay. So some of that transfers because there are a bunch of players back from that, that squad last year, from that offense last year. Kellen Moore is back. They had a bad night because they got punched right in the mouth by a defense that well could be the best defense in pro football. But don't you want to see them perform well against one of the best defenses? You think they're going to face bumps if they want to make it to the playoffs? Are they going to face bad teams in the playoffs? They're a good team. You want to no. see them perform well against good okay. teams, right? What did right? you see on the opening drive? I saw firepower. I saw three points, and okay. then I saw nothing okay. else. I saw firepower, and all of a sudden I see Kellen Moore have to revert to a uh, – he, he had to reach for a trick play – when they were moving the ball like crazy at will. And he goes trick play and another trick play, and they wind up stymied and get three points out of it. If you go cash seven points, maybe we're having a different conversation right now. And yet what gets completely overlooked in these power rankings is, wait a second, my defense was so good the other night, it held the GOAT, the, the player voted by his peers as the best player in all of pro football. The, the guy graded last year as the best quarterback in football, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., they held him to 19 points. That was phenomenal. That's good enough to win that football game on opening Sunday okay, night. You, you, think about this. You held a team to 19 points, but you lost by two touchdowns. So how is that good? What difference does it make if your defense is holding if your offense can't produce points? Did the defense play well enough to win the football game? You better believe it But did. they did, Skip. But, they, Skip, it's not about did you play well enough to win? In this business, in pro sports, it's about wins and losses. Did you win or did you lose? You lost. Okay, so we lost, and then we lost our quarterback. Okay. And all of a sudden, it's like the whole season is lost, and it's absolutely not. No, 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 not. no, 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 no. But, but here's the thing, is that you're trying to find the silver lining. You're trying to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, when it's all it is is more showers to come. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? That quarterback that you so anxiously await hasn't won an MVP. He hasn't taken you on a deep playoff run. No. He's not a Super Bowl MVP. This team that, you're so, that you've been backing for some 60 years almost, guess what? They haven't been to the Super Bowl in a quarter century. So while you're looking for that pot of gold, you're only going to find a pot of poop. Okay. All right. Okay, fine. Sounds good <laughs> until you look at the degree of difficulty of our two opening games. They play Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. Oh. Tampa Bay came within a, a hair, a, a hair's breadth of beating the Rams who went on to win the Super Bowl. Brady scored 24 unanswered against the Los Angeles Rams, and it took a defensive blunder, a rare defensive blunder, a, blitz, a blown blitz for Cooper Cup to run free down the middle of the field for the Rams to survive that game. That's what it took. That's how good that team is. And again, I stand by my pick of all my picks. I believe that Tom Brady came back to go win a Super Bowl. And the first step was to go to Dallas and beat a team that, that he had beaten every team. He was 6-0 against. He's now 7-0. Well, I don't know if you heard his conversation last night on the uh, Let's, Let's mm -hmm. Go podcast with Jim Gray and, and, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. But I'm not going to do this with Tom Brady. I'm not going to hear every week, oh, boy, I'm sore. Oh, boy, I'm this. And you have to question the commitment. How much longer? How many more days? I'm not, we're not going to do that, Skip. We're not going to do that. So now back to our originally scheduled well, he, program. He took a bunch of big. Well, good. That's what that's, that's yeah. NFL football. Yeah. Okay. So, Second game is the Cincinnati Bengals, who just happened to be in the Super Bowl and who I think will get back to the Super Bowl. And they had a rough opening day, but but they should have won. 
They botched because they didn't have their, their starting long snapper. They botched an extra point and a field goal that would have won the game. Can I ask you a question? Okay. How hard? Who has a tougher opening first two games than Tampa Bay and Cincinnati <clears throat> against so, the Dallas Cowboys? So, in other Cowboys? words, because you're Dallas Cowboys, you want them to open up with Jacksonville and, and, and the Texans. No, I'm just – I dare you to go find two tougher opening games than But if the two. Cowboys are what you said they are, who, it doesn't okay. matter. It, you Guess what? It's 17 games that you play. Okay. So the first two are really, really hard. And I believe they could win one of the two games. And who knows? Maybe they still win. Are you really, really good or not? Yes, we're okay, really, really, so good. Okay, so I don't want to hear nothing about the opponent. Okay. So then we got at Giants, and then we got the Washington Commanders at home. I have a very good feeling that Cooper Rush, Rush to judgment, I believe Cooper Rush can beat both those teams to get us back to, if we lose to Cincinnati, two and two. And then if, if this hand surgeon is correct and if Jerry Jones is not blowing smoke, Dak will be back for the game at the Rams. If you're two and two going to the Rams with Dak back, I love my chances. I'm right back on schedule. I, lo I love them, too. I love yeah. them. I don't love them. Because here's the thing, Skip. The Giants' defense is very good. They're better than people. I understand they don't have a big name. They don't have a Von Miller or Michael Parsons or Garrett or Aaron Donald. But they're solid. Hell, Who Tennessee. do they have at quarterback? That's all I need yeah, to know. But that's my point. Now, if you can take the ball away from them, but I think you guys are going to struggle to move the ball against the Giants mm. because I believe their defense is that good. And it could come over, turn uh, uh come down to a turnover battle. Who turns the ball over? Mm -hmm. Who gets easy field position for their, uh, uh, the, their offense? But, Skip, you, you keep talking about, oh, when did Cooper Rush become Steve Young? Okay, I got a stat for you. Would you believe that last year, Dak Prescott went 11-0 during the year when they rushed for 100 or more yards? He was 0-5 when they didn't yeah. rush for 100 yards. Guess which quarterback actually won a football game on the road without 100 yards rushing, with only 78 yards rushing? Guess who it was? Cooper Rush did that at Minnesota against a very good defense. And guess what? They were not very good. And, and guess what my defense did to a guy you just rave and rave about, Justin Jefferson? He caught two balls for 21 yards against my defense. It's legit. Oh. I've been trying to tell you. Oh. It's legit. And guess what your guy did? The guy you've been raving about, C.D. Lamb, 11 targets, mm -hmm. two, uh, two catches. You were raving about him. How did he do? Now, all of a sudden, he's been in this offense for three years, and now he and Dak, every time you come out here, well, he and Dak just doesn't have a report. I don't want to hear that. Mm. All I heard all offseason, Steven and Jerry Jones yapping. Oh, he's a number one. We've cleared the decks. Come Monday morning, Steven Jones. He's got to show that he's a number one. He needs to step up. Nah, keep bumping your gums like you were doing this offseason mm. when you was talking about how great he was mm. and how great he is. Mm. You talk about that. You mm. ain't mentioned CD. Mm. I just mentioned him. I did mention him right off the top. And what happened? Cooper Rush threw him 112 yards what? worth of footballs at Minnesota. What happened last It week? was a real game, and it was on Sunday night on the solo stage. Yeah. I think I saw it. I don't think I dreamed it. So let me ask you a question. After that Minnesota game, how many 100-yard games did he have? After that Minnesota game, how many touchdowns yeah, did he have? Guess who came back? Uh-huh. After that game, how many? Guess who came back? Uh, uh, not, Dak. No, so not Dak. Mm -hmm. so, you, so you want Cooper Rush to be your starting quarterback? Mm hmm
Who, who, no, made no, no. The, who made the Pro no, Bowl? No, 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 no. Oh, CeeDee Lamb made the Pro Bowl. I don't know, Still, Al. Everybody makes the Pro Bowl. Oh. Guess what? You know why? Because oh. everybody's pulling out. Nobody goes oh. anymore. Now they got the 17th alternate making the Pro Bowl. Stop this. Mm. Cooper Cup couldn't go. Mm. He wasn't one of the first four guys. Was he selected? When the ballots came out on the original, when they came out and they advertised it on the networks, the Pro Bowl wide receivers was CeeDee Lamb one of those. Mm. Absolutely not. So mm. stop this. Mm. You've dug in. You have said C.D. Lamb is not that guy. That's He's what not. you said. Okay. I, I want you. I, it, it's on tape because it just went out on national TV and love? it got taped. Yeah, I've been okay. there. I, I'm going to remind you of what you've been saying about C.D. Lamb. He's, He's been reminding you okay. for three years. No, he has not. Yes, he has. Uh, boy, everybody I talk to says that that guy's a difference maker. Hey, what? What? What game? What Skip? He's he's shown. Uh, he he drops too many passes. He disappeared in the biggest of games. Where was he? Okay, Tampa. If, if you said Tampa defense is legit. They're very. If you legit. were number one, now it's your time to shine. Give me Carlton Davis. Mm -hmm. Give me. The, uh, uh, I forget thirty-five name, but mm -hmm. I want him. Sit him up right there in front of me. Skip. They was covering him with Whitfield Jr. Mm -hmm. Winfield Jr. Mm -hmm. But he's a safety. They was covering yeah, that's, that's CD. That's called double coverage. They was covering that man with a safety in the slot. Mm -hmm. I'm reminding you also. Michael Gallup will be back sooner than later. James Washington, who they uh, acquired for his deep speed, will be back sooner than later. And all of a sudden, as they come back and Dak comes back and my team catches fire, as I predicted it would, you're going to be in more and more trouble because we have 16 games to go. Yes. And I've told you again, down the stretch, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, I think they're highly winnable. I think my team could win out when was 7-0 and oh down the stretch. When was the last time the Cowboys won seven consecutive games? Okay. Well, we'll just see how it goes. We'll see. You, Boy, you love living in the past. No. Yeah, you want, you want to go back there? You want to get in the time machine no, and go back I to the past? I got a pass? good feeling about my team. I'm not giving up after one game. I know the Cowboy no. haters led by you are out in mass no. right now. They are celebrating. They are dancing on the grave no. of the Dallas Cowboys. No. And it's just one Skip. game, yes. and Dak will be back in three games. But, Skip, you make it seem like that's Mahomes that's coming back. You make it seem like that's Aaron Rodgers. What, what in Dak's background has shown you that him coming back is going to lead to Cowboys to even in higher heights. Mm. What has he shown you? The Madden simulation had him running away with MVP this year. Skip. Really, Skip? It did. It did. So, in other words, you Simulating think... Simulating playing every game out, giving all the stats from last year, runaway MVP. Okay? This man he said He had a bad opening game. Simulation. Aaron Rodgers had a stinker of an opening game at Jacksonville against New Orleans a year ago. Remember that? He had a QBR of 15 on a scale are you of 0 to are you compared, and, guess, and guess what happened? This man just compared Dak Prescott to Aaron Rodgers. And guess what happened? He came back and Hold won on. the Skip MVP Skip for the Bayless. second year in Did a row. Did you just compare Dak Prescott to Aaron Rodgers? I compared the situations. That's what I compared. Aaron Rodgers stunk in the opening game. They lost 38 to I, 3. I want you to tell me one thing that Dak can do comparable to Aaron Rodgers. On well, the football field. He beat Aaron Rodgers his rookie year at Aaron Rodgers. This man and, said and there's rookie. a really good shot. And what happened in the playoffs? On, uh, what happened in the playoffs? November 13th no, no, no. of this year, upcoming. He just what? might go up to the what? frozen tundra and beat him. What again. happened in the playoffs? Which year? The Dak's rookie year that you keep hyping about. He threw for 305 yards and three touchdowns, Skip. and it took two miracle field goals Skip. to beat him. You Miracles Skip, you by lost. Mason Cross. You lost the game. And remember a couple of years ago? Uh, they came back, Green Bay came back, and Devontae Adams mm -hmm. got you on the on the on the, 
They threw it one time. Everybody said, you know what? I'm coming right back it's to Jordan you. Jordan Lewis, he's 5'9". Is he still against there? Against Devontae. Is he still there? Yeah. Okay, he so he, did he grow? Did he grow? Did he no. grow? Okay, so he's still 5'9". Okay, but okay. he had him in single coverage before we even knew who Devontae Adams really was. That was his coming out party that day at Jerry World. Only thing you could uh, think about this, Skip, we just spent 20 minutes on this segment, and all you talked about was the past. You ain't give me nothing about this year and moving forward. Oh, you talk about, oh, Cooper Rush did this in October of uh, uh, 2021. And this guy, well, that you was remember? ancient history, right? What does that got to do with today? We've only played one game, and we lost it, and we lost our quarterback. I, I'm just telling you, I'm... I'm, I have the courage of my Skip, I'm not, Skip, I'm not I'm, saying the season's you know, over. Yes, but you I, are. No, I'm, I, you're on record. Season's over. I didn't say that. Yeah, you picked him to win the division. Okay. And? And I didn't are, say that. Are you backing off your position? No. Yesterday you did. Oh, you said goodness. there's no way they're going to win the division. Oh, my goodness. Are you back on the bandwagon? Skip, if you want to, to tell the story what I said, I said if Dak is out eight weeks, which okay, now well, he's not going to be okay, but there's still so. A, are you back on no, Dallas wins still, the division? There's still a chance that by the time he gets back, they would have lost two division games, and so okay. now you're behind the eight ball because well, now you just you've got made feeling. the case they're going to lose with Cooper Rush at Giants. That's what you just said. I, I said I, I said the Giants defense are better than what people think they are. They don't have a household name, but they're really good. This game is mm -hmm. going to probably come down to what defense can set their offense up on a short field or get a scoop and score. Okay. So what's your gut feeling prediction Great right here, right now? My, my gut feeling right now is that the Dallas Cowboys will be 0-2 after Sunday. That's okay. my gut feeling. Okay. So they're going to lose the NFCs well, to Philadelphia. They're going to lose on Sunday. Somebody will here. not I got to jump in. <laughs> we are way over time. We'll see what Cooper Rush can do versus the Bengals. Nothing. And then you two can fight over that Nothing. Monday morning. That's what he's going to do. All right. Good luck. Shannon, and we got to talk a little bit about your Broncos. Oh. Are they walking back that decision to kick that 64-yard field goal oh. that kind of doomed them on Sunday? <laughs> Plus, does the latest video angle prove Baker and the Panthers were robbed of a win? No. That and much more with Skip and Shannon coming up next. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last 
a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. After being upset as a touchdown favorite against the Seahawks, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett telling reporters yesterday, mm, kicking that 64-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five? Yep, wrong decision. Shannon, do you like that Nathaniel Hackett came out and admitted this? No, but I, I think he's basing that on not skip the results. He didn't get the results that he liked. And so he's saying, obviously, since we didn't make the field goal, we should have gone for it. No, you should have gone for it because you got a 240-something million dollar quarterback. And if you base it on analytics, analytics says on fourth and five skip in 2021, teams converted at a rate of 48%. That's on fourth and five. Now you just gave a guy, you just gave up your future. Two first round, two ones, two twos, and three players to get Russell Wilson. Remember now, this is how it went sideways with Russ and his previous head coach. Now, Russ said, I agree with the he says. I agree. I think he said, I agree with the decision. He didn't say it was the right decision. He says, I agree with the decision. And for me, it doesn't matter. I don't care how many times Patrick Mahomes has thrown an interception or Brady or Rodgers in a tough crunch situation. I want the ball in their hands. I don't care that Russ was struggling. I don't care anything about that. I want the football in Russell Wilson's hands, not on some hand, not on someone's foot. So for me, no, I disagree. I, di- I don't, I don't want to hear him walk it back now because I, I'm a guy, Skip. I don't, even if he had made it, I, even if he had made the kick, I still say this was the wrong decision. Considering only two kicks in the history of the NFL. How long have they been playing football, Skip, since 1920? So 102 years, they've been playing football. Only two men have kicked the football and made it good from 64 or more yards. Mm. Two, Matt Prater at altitude in Denver, and, and, and Stover, Stover, excuse me, Justin Tucker yep. in Detroit last year, 66. Okay. So, was this long enough to be good, this this attempt? Skip. Was it long enough? I've seen, guy, I've seen guys kick it from 70, but you got to put it through the uprights. It doesn't matter if you got a long, good enough left. Oh, man, that would have been good for 72. Did he snap hook it left or shank it way right? Skip. How, how far did it miss by? It missed the left upright by what, maybe Skip. a foot? Skip. Maybe? How many times have you seen the basketball rim and woo, 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 and go out? Okay. Did it go down? Did it go? Did it split the uprights? Did the referee make him smell deodorant, raising his hand, saying good? No, he didn't. Skip. Fourth and five is not fourth and 20. Mm-hmm. It's not fourth and 18, fourth and 15. It's fourth and five. You've got Russell Wilson. Why in the hell would you trade mm-hmm. if you're not going to trust your quarterback in that situation? If you had any of those other quarterbacks, that you had from when Peyton got when Peyton retired and Russell Wilson. So anybody in between from the Paxton Lynches, mm-hmm. the Simeons, and all these other guys, mm-hmm. I 100 agree. I like, hey, maybe you try to throw a hair mare, but nobody can reach the end zone from there. Mm. But no, absolutely not. I, this I, I do not agree. I don't want to hear him second guess himself. I don't, hey, just take just keep that one to yourself. Just keep that one to yourself. Get better. Uh, um, getting guys in and out of the huddle. Make sure you get the play called in with 15 seconds so they can start towards the line. Because if you start towards the line with nine seconds, if you got any checks, you're going to get a delay of game. And okay. how many delay of games did they get? So, no, I didn't want to hear Nathaniel Hackett say what he said because mm. I already knew it was the wrong call. Okay, it is my turn. To your first point, this was same song, second verse. This was Pete <laughs> Carroll in Seattle all over again. This was a coach who clearly right before your very eyes, Mm -hmm. in his first ever head coaching game, 
had lost faith in his 200 and X million, what, yeah. what is it? Two, Two, I don't even know. 243. In his $243 million quarterback. Right before your very eyes, he is saying exactly what Matt LaFleur said to you in the NFC Championship yeah. game two years ago at Lambeau. Yeah. Remember first yeah. and goal at the eight? Brett Favre, I mean Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Yes. Remember that? Yes. And young LaFleur, still pretty easy, like a baby head coach. Mm -hmm. He said, man, I have seen enough. We're down 31 to 23, and I'm going to take the field goal? Right. Are yeah. you kidding and me? I, and did I disagree with that call? I disagree okay. with that. I, I did, because it's Aaron bleeping Rodgers. Yes. On fourth and goal from the eight, it's a pretty tough conversion, yeah. but but still, it's Aaron Bleepin Rodgers, the MVP, right? Right, and he yes. keeps winning MVPs every yes. year. For all I know, he'll win another one, the third straight. <laughs> but the point was, Young Lafleur had seen enough, and he just said, "I'm out. I'll just take the three and take my chances." Right, right. right. And I was like, "Thank you, God," you know, like because yeah. I'm rooting for Brady, right. obviously, and you yes. know the end of that story. Yes. Okay, same song, second verse, because. What Nathaniel said yesterday, it, it wasn't a mea culpa. It, it wasn't an apology. It wasn't some public confession or admission. Right. It, it was just a stating of fact. That's all he did was state of fact. He stated the obvious because the, the quote is from Nathaniel is, looking back at it, definitely I should have gone for it. It's one of those things. You look back and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. Right. So he's just saying 2020 hindsight tells you, yeah, we were wrong because right. he missed. Right. But but he's not backing off his his philosophical strategy in his head because he said, I already told him in the huddle before all this could, occurred. I said, if we get it down to the 46-yard right. line on the left hash, I'm going to kick the field goal. He said, I told Russ that on the play before, and all of a sudden they dump it again, and he was just dinking and dunking everybody to, right. to uh, Javante Williams. Williams, and and he he made a hellacious good run, yeah, because he had he had to make one of the Seahawks miss. Well, he made a miss and damn near in the backfield, and then ran between three, four he, other he guys. He had to get nine yards, yes, and fortunately for them, it it the ball falls on the left hash right on the forty-six yard right. line, and Nathaniel said, I. I I got it. But, I, this is what I but, I wanted. But guess what he also said, Skip, uh, uh, Monday night. Had we gotten one more yard, we'd have gone for it. Really? So fourth and five deterred you, but fourth and four, you're like, it's okay. full steam ahead. Okay, I, I got it. But he had already decided in his heart of hearts, I got a better shot with my kicker, who he obviously watched in pregame, make two or three from that distance, right. than I do with the quarterback. Because what had he just seen from his quarterback? He had just seen on the previous series, they got it first and goal at the three-yard line. They did get a false start, but the first pass was from the three, incomplete. Then they go back to second, well, it's now it's first and goal again, at the eight-yard line. Right. And he had three straight incompletions. Mm -hmm. Well, Nathaniel's saying, God, he just doesn't have it tonight. And then on that final drive, what happened? That they moved a grand total of 32 yards in 10 plays. Right. It was dink and dunk. And not once did he target a wide receiver over the final right. 10 plays. Not once. Yeah. And, and what was Nathaniel's quote? We had been moving the ball just slightly. This is right after the game. Just right. slightly. We weren't moving it in big chunks. So he was defending his Well, hell, decision. if you, Skip, if you had moved it in big chunks, you wouldn't have been in that situation. Well, that's his point. That's what he would say. Thank you. I agree. So he was losing faith in his quarterback. Yes. And his quarterback had targeted Javante Williams 12 times yes. in the game, which was 
the next the wide receivers were seven. seven. The, the, the wide receiver, and they each caught four. Right. So he wasn't looking downfield. No. When in doubt, he's just dinking to the back. Yeah, exactly. Right? He started the game with all these boots and throwing the ball yep. to the flat, to the tight down flat, to the tight end, and throwing, checking it down. But Skip, the, the the part of the matter is, is that these really good quarterbacks can have bad days up until the final drive. Okay, I I give you that because the greatest. Cowboy quarterback ever was Roger Staubach. And you don't know how many games I covered, how many I watched as a kid, <laughs> in which he stunk it up for three quarters. And then all of a sudden, he just took the game over in the fourth. I got it. All is forgiven. I got it. But Russ last year went six and eight. His stats all fell precipitously right. to career lows. His QBR was a career low. Yeah. So Seattle decided, mm, we're not going to pay him because we think he's just about done. Right. We don't want to move forward with Russell Wilson. Right. Denver, if you want to give us two firsts and two seconds, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And if you want to take him off our hands and you pay him the 243, God bless you. Right. So they were already saying, no, he, he's, he's more trouble than he's worth now. Right. And, and he was causing trouble off the field. He's demanding trades, and we talked all about He's got the entourage. He needs an office at the facility and all, all the, the issues that go along with Russell yeah. Wilson. I don't think, I don't think you know, quarterbacks wanting an office at the building, if it's going to equate to wins and possibly okay, go. I got it. I got it. But, but it's, it's what have you done for me lately. Absolutely. Okay. And I know, I don't know Nathaniel, but I really, really, really know his father. And his father's one of those tough guys mentally who just says, Hey, he's just stinking tonight. He doesn't have it tonight. Right. That, that was Paul Hackett. He was the head coach at Pitt and then the head coach out here at USC. Right. And Nathaniel must be a chip off the old block because he's just thinking to himself, throwing up his hands in the back of his mind, saying he just doesn't have it tonight. He doesn't. Okay, but so back to your stat of 48% last year converted on fourth and five. I got it. But you have to... You, you have to decision-make in, in the moment of, of what are you seeing right now because that's in a vacuum to yeah. me of the 48%. But here's the thing, Skip. I can assure you when they went forward on fourth and five, every team that got it wasn't going up and down the field on four. It wasn't going up and down the field. There were some teams that have been struggling and then got in that moment and found a way to get it done. And all okay. I'm saying is, is that we've seen quarterbacks struggle and somehow on the final drive, and when they need to summons it, they're able to do okay. that. But if the question becomes, is Russ still Russ? Can Russ still cook? Well, I don't, and, and well, to answer that question, on that night, clearly his head coach didn't believe Russ could cook. He did not. So, not. and that's that's what drove a wedge between Russ and Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll has, and and I know a lot of the Russ's teammates say, "Well, Pete, I wish you didn't have that faith. You should have had that a long time ago because you cost us another Super Bowl I, because you believed in him, and it did. cost us a Super Bowl. You did, and it sure looked like, to everybody's point, in that Super Bowl, in the bitter end for Seattle, it looked like Pete Carroll and who was the coordinator, um, Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel. It looked like they wanted Russ to be the MVP right. in the face of the franchise right. and sort of rise above the yes. Legion of Boom and go forward with Russ, yes. right? Yes, And it just didn't work. Yep. It, it wasn't a bad pass that he threw to Lockett, the, the possession receiver right. who's like six feet, five inches tall. But Malcolm Butler made the greatest defensive play I have ever seen, certainly to close the Super Bowl. It's the greatest defensive play just, ever in history. It was just game. ever. It was just ever. Give okay? the stakes. Okay. So it did not work. So Nathaniel Hackett is saying, hey, when I step back from the game, we had them dead to rights because they did. They had it down to the one-yard line twice and fumbled the football right. away on the one two times. Right. And then you have it first and goal to three, 
and you come away with three points on the second to last right. possession. Well, you, you have them and you have them and you have them well, and you get zero points, zero points and three points when you could have had 21 points yeah. in those two well, situations. Well, a lot of that has to do with Nathaniel Hackett because you're calling plays where you got checked. Now, you skip, you know in a situation like that, it's 12, it's going to be extremely loud. Why the hell are you giving right. Russ two call two plays? Okay. Not, put Russ up on the center, put Williams in the eye, and say both times. Okay, fair, the, fair point. The offensive lineman says, we had a pass play call. I didn't get the check. He gets blown up, pushed back in the up. backfield. Okay. Now he has to bounce it, and the ball okay. pops out. Okay, but your backs have to hold on to they the gotta They got to hold on to it. They got to hold on to it, yeah. Especially yeah. in that moment. You just can't. It's like the cardinal sin. You can't cough so it. So let me get, so let me get this straight. Zone. You had confidence. Now, you had had the ball on the one-yard line how many times? So you got confidence that you're going to get the ball in from the one after you didn't do it for three times, but you got no confidence because you hadn't moved the ball particularly well in the entire game. You got no confidence on fourth and five with Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. But he, he showed me guts, and then it felt like yesterday he got somebody tapping him on the shoulder from upstairs saying, hey, it, it, just for Russ's sake and your, your sake and his, your relationship with Russ, yeah. maybe you better kind of walk this back. So he he sort of gave the non-apology apology, right. like, well, yeah, I was wrong because we missed the field goal, right? Yeah, but that but that but skip that's not a that's not a, a wrong in philosophy. <laughs> that was a wrong only a wrong in outcome. Yep, that's all. If I, if we, yeah, so that's the thing. If I'm Russ, I'm like, bro, you don't you don't believe that. You just saying that because we missed the field goal. You didn't I, have I agree with you. Russell Wilson cannot be happy this morning. No, cannot be happy. No. No. Because all I've heard is that the difference between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett is that Russ and Nathaniel Hackett are joined at the hip. Yep. They see things eye to eye. He has input. Where in the previous offense, in the previous years, he didn't have input. Well, if, if he had input and he signed off on that. Okay. And by the way, my final point is, guess who was standing on the sideline when Matt LaFleur made the choice to let's just take the three points after Aaron Rodgers went, oh, miss, miss, miss. It was Nathaniel Ackett. Yeah. He was the quarterback yeah. coach. He's standing right there. Yes. And I'm sure he stepped back and said, boy, that was a gutsy call by young Matt LaFleur. It was a foolish it? call. Okay, well, okay. I'm just saying. Because you're asking an awful lot, Skip, because the three points doesn't help you. I can see if you took the three to tie the ball game. I got no problem if the three ties the ball game. But, Skip, the three points still leaves you down, and you need to get the ball back. Even if you get the ball back, now you got to hope, hope you secure the, uh, the punt and then drive down and get in field goal range again. And if memory serves, they didn't get the ball back. They did not. Thank you. Because on third down, I think one of the guys held. And they held uh, a Godwin <laughs> and they ended up being a... And if memory play. serves, Aaron Rodgers went on Jeopardy and took a shot at Matt LaFleur. Remember that as the Jeopardy host? He's always taking a shot at everybody. Mm -hmm. okay. Now the state of California is going to hell in the hand. <laughs> That's what so. he says. <laughs> Well, guys, Russell Wilson standing by his coach. You're right, Shannon. He said he doesn't think it was the wrong decision. That's how he phrased it. Yes. And that he does not doubt Nathaniel Hackett and would not doubt him again we'll in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we will indeed. All right, guys. Controversy in Carolina. Skip. Hey, no controversy. This. You pointed it out first. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, points out another aspect of the spike rule that should have drawn a flag on Jacoby Brissett and the Browns when they pulled off the upset against the Panthers. According to the rule, 
Brissett needed to have one, quote, continuous throwing motion. But the Browns QB pumped fate before spiking the ball. Hmm. Shannon, are you now willing to admit the refs definitely no, got this no, ball no, wrong? No, 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 no. We got to stop trying. I can see if this was a, a call that ended up costing someone a chance to make the playoffs or a chance to make some uh, go to the Super Bowl. Teams, I'm sure there was a holding, there was a face mask, illegal contact. These things normally play themselves out over the course of the game, and they'll definitely play themselves out over the course of the season. Skip, all Baker show, Baker's a guy. Baker's a guy. The Panthers had 106 yards of offense through three quarters. Uh, what about the fourth quarter? Uh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Baker Mayfield threw for 133 yards. I'm sorry, 155 yards in the fourth quarter. 155. So so if you did what you're supposed to do in the first three quarters, it wouldn't even come down to this. Now, you just told me that Russell Wilson then wasn't doing a whole lot. Well, Baker Mayfield and them wasn't doing a whole lot. Baker Mayfield didn't throw no pinpoint accurate passes. Guys were wide. Oh, Skip, the guy number 80, the tight end, was running scot-free. Uh, Robbie Anderson was running scot-free. There was no, when you show the highlight, we, oh, he threw this with the, the Chuba Hubbard. He got to come down with this one. Robbie Anderson, you got to hold on to the ball. There were none of those throws. All the throws, the, the, the guys were running scot-free mm -hmm. because the Cleveland Browns had blown the coverage. Mm -hmm. Skip, I, I, I don't really know what else to say other than this, Skip. You hitched your wagon to the wrong guy. Mm. You, 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 you came out in 2018 saying Baker Mayfield should be the number one overall pick. He was, but Skip, he's a guy. He's not the best quarterback drafted in that class. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are head and shoulders above him. He's a guy. And that's all uh, he's ever going to be. You said Sam Darnold should have been the first pick in that okay, draft. I was, you want to talk about just the guy. Wrong. You was wrong no. because he's not better than Josh Allen. You he's were, not, is he you better were than Josh? way, he, way wronger. He, wronger. So wronger. Let me ask you a question. Is he better than Josh Allen? Is he better than Lamar Jackson? Is it a simple yes or a simple no? Because if you answer no in both questions, you were wrong. To be determined. It ain't no TBD. So do you believe Baker Mayfield will ever win an MVP? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so how can he be better than Lamar? Lamar's going to two Pro Bowls. Selected. It's not what Baker does. He's a fire starter. He's an energy maker. I'm not taking a no, I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a quarterback mm. number one overall to be a, a arsonist. Mm. I'm not gonna do it. I'm taking him number one overall because I believe he can be the face of my franchise and take me to Super Bowls. Mm. Now you're telling me no, that's not what he does. He's a fire starter. A what? How many playoff games has Lamar won? Huh. So, so you'd rather have Baker Mayfield? Oh, May Baker's won one. So you'd rather oh. take... So I'm going to get you a record. You'd rather have Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. It's close. No, right? no, close, close in what? You, you're the one, you're the Hall of Famer who tells me you have grave doubts about Lamar's ability to throw the football and win at the see, highest level. You, you keep saying... That's it, what you keep see, telling no, me. No, no, no. What you keep doing is that you try to, you try to conflate my words. I'm saying consistently. I didn't say he couldn't throw the football. Don't do that, Skip. I mean, you Baker keep trying. Mayfield you took the sorry Cleveland Browns to a playoff win against their arch rival at Pittsburgh, and you give him no credit. Skip, that. how many times did they turn the ball over? How many times did Pittsburgh turn the, the first snap of the game go through the end zone? What was Baker's QBR in that game? Oh. 91 on a scale of 0 to 100. That is extraordinary for your first playoff game. Extraordinary. He played extraordinarily in the fourth quarter the other day, and I got highway robbed twice. Oh, my goodness. Because Brian Burns, that was a phantom foul call on him for roughing the passer. He did not even touch the passer. He brushed him with the, the tip of his face. He did not. And then we get to the all-time missed call. 
that this was blown because one referee actually got it right, and it saved your bacon because you did win 10 cases of Diet Mountain Dew for me, and you robbed me, and you should have rescinded the bet. No, on I wish Monday I might. If, if you had any guts, if none. you had any backbone, you, you would just say, you know what? You had me dead to rights because Baker Mayfield brought them all the way back Had. to lead the game 24 to 23. He did that. Yeah. He was remarkable in the fourth quarter. 155 yards passing, threw for a touchdown, and ran for a touchdown. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker, right before your very well, if eyes. He, if he, what you yeah. said he was, instead of getting the field goal, he should have got a touchdown. Oh, okay. <laughs> that what he should have done. Okay, what did I second guess? They had the ball first and 10 at the 21. You let Baker throw it into the end zone at least pick. one time. He's at got least a pick. one time. You'd have lost, you'd have lost by the, three The then. snapper snapped it up over his hands with his hands under center. So they lost the first down, and then they just went McCaffrey, McCaffrey, up the middle, just say, we're playing not to lose. We're just going to play for the field goal. And that's Baker. Uh, he don't trust the quarterback. No, you yeah. just, hold on. You just said Nathaniel Hackett didn't, yeah. trust, didn't trust Russell Wilson. Had Russell so, Wilson thrown for 155 in the fourth quarter? I think not. The man threw for 340. Yep. Russell Wilson threw for 340. How many yards did Baker throw for? 155 in oh. the fourth quarter. <laughs> 155. And both of them got what? Both Ooh. of them started right Brought now. Brought back one. with a miracle rally oh, to lead 24 to 23. And then we get to the intentional grounding. It was outrageous intentional grounding because the rules state it very, very clearly. You get one chance to spike the ball. The, the rules say a player under center is permitted to stop the game clock legally to save time if immediately upon receiving the snap, he begins a continuous throwing motion and throws the ball directly into the ground. It is clear from any angle. Mike Florio talked about the end zone. I didn't need the end zone angle. I saw it live on television. Snap. He bobbled a snap. He didn't bobble the snap. He faked a spike because he, he had thoughts in the back of his mind of, I'm going to go Dan Marino and fake the spike and then throw a touchdown pass here. <laughs> and then he thought twice about it. And he, he retreated a whole step away from center after the fake spike, and he throws it in the ground. Yep. That is the definition of intentional grounding. That means 10-second runoff and minus 10 in a penalty. Guess what? That would have made the 58-yard field goal that the rookie kicker out of LSU, Cade York, did make. It would have made it Banged a 68-yard field goal. 68 yards would be the NFL record. He is not going to make you don't it from know. 68. You don't I know. do know. No, you, how you and know? You know. How you know? You know. How you know? And, and Matt Rule was screaming at the officials, it's intentional grounding because it was. And one referee threw a flag, and the head referee stepped in. What's his name? Bill Snyder or something. I don't know. I got, I got to check this guy out. I'll find this Why you got to check him out? Because you try to send people to his house to harass yeah, him. I, I, I want to find out what he's all about because this was some bull jive, as you say, <laughs> because he overruled. He said, let's give him a break. He must be a Baker hater, just like you what, are. What, what, he must be. What, 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 I'm, what, he, what he said, like, that Baker Mayfield can't beat Jacoby Brissett. That is correct. If you yeah. can't beat Jacoby Brissett yeah. and you talk about you a franchise quarterback. Yep. Really? Mm. Now, you know good and well if they'd had Deshaun Watson, that game, they would have beat him by 25. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's Brad Rogers is the guy's name. Yeah, I like Brad. And he, he addressed the call after the game. He said, after discussion, we determined that stepping back does not disqualify the quarterback from spiking the ball. Yes, it does by rule. It's written right here in black and white right, right before your very eyes. He even blew the explanation of the call. The NFL, he made the NFL look really bad. No, he here. didn't. This is a game-deciding play. And you say it wasn't a big deal. Big, it was to me. It was my Super Bowl no. against you. Skip. 
Because, I got robbed. Because you've hitched your wagon to a guy, no. and you don't want to let I, it go. I, I, I hitched it. In fact, you were driving my bandwagon for a whole year. But, Skip, His I'm sophomore smart. year. I'm You're smart. Shake and bake, baby. Skip, I see the, well, I see the you car. You saw it coming. I see you the saw car. him win seven I, games for an 0-16 team. What I saw was a car careening out of control. Mm. I say, now, I can go down with this car and go up in flames, or I can, you know, Get unhit, uh, unhook my seatbelt and bail. That's what I did. <laughs> I saved myself. <laughs> Ta-da! No, this is all about Odell. You're close. No, with Odell. I get it. What does Odell got to do with this? It has everything to do with it because you had to blame somebody. You had to demonize somebody for Odell's failure. That's what you Cleveland. did. That's what you no, did. No, I did not. Yes, you no, no, no. You blame Baker. I said Odell was a shell of himself, and and Baker. Idolized Odell and force-fed the he football like, to him to a fault. He didn't look like a shell of himself in 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 in, in L.A. He well, I didn't. guess he was getting healthy because he had three surgeries in Cleveland and it was a disaster. And look what he was doing when he got mm. to L.A. Mm. Got a quarterback that could throw him the ball and not hit him in his foot. Yeah, and well, not hit him. And, and come on, Skip. Well, for the first eight games that he played in the regular season, he averaged three catches and and like. 22 yards a game. It was just. And, hold on. It was. I thought you like. I, I thought you like playoff performers. I thought you like playoff performers. That's what you tell me now. You love playoff performance until it's somebody that you don't yeah. like, and then all of a sudden you don't like playoff performance. Because look at look at Odell what he did in the playoffs. Each game got better and better. You saw what he did to Tampa. You, you, what did you he do why? to Tampa? You know why? Because Cooper Cup uh, got nah, Cooper greater Cup. and greater nah, and greater. Cup. He had the greatest year a wide receiver has ever had. And come playoff time, teams are saying. We got to triple that man. We, we, we got to take him away from Matt Stafford, and they couldn't. And Odell's running free over the uh, against the fourth quarter we, over we, here. You see what you did? Now we've never done that before with a receiver that played long. We didn't do that to John Taylor playing alongside uh, 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 Jerry. We didn't do that when Randy and Chris Carter was together. We didn't do that well, with. Nobody said John Taylor we, was great. We didn't. We didn't do. We didn't do that with uh, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. We mm -hmm. never did that. Now all of a sudden Odell he shines, but look at Cooper Cup. Look at Cooper Cup. All John Taylor did was catch the game winning well, touchdown. Even, even you said John Taylor went to the Pro Bowl. Was John I, Taylor any I, good? I, I covered John Taylor. He was really good. <laughs> yeah, he Joe, was. Joe Montana had one thousand percent confidence in him at the end of the Cincinnati Super Bowl. Yes. He just said, "I'll go to him. If you single him, I'll go to yeah, him." Yeah, excellent. Because Jerry Rice had caught like two hundred and fifty <laughs> yards worth of passes <laughs> yeah. and had already been named the MVP of yeah. the game. Prematurely, yeah. I might add, because Joe should have been the MVP. He no, he winning touchdown pass. No, hey, hey, but Jerry cooking. Well, he was cooking. But yeah. and, and guess what happened? Fate had it. Louis, Bill, Louis Billups had a touchdown, had an interception. Joe hit him right in the chest, mm -hmm. and he dropped it. He did. And the next play, Jerry comes back down, gets loose, and goes, runs it down, and they, they okay. call a 200 jet X slant, and then John Taylor is your hero. Ball game. <laughs> Clutch City. It was. Joe Montana, second clutchest quarterback ever. The most. Second. Joe Montana's never thrown an interception in the Super Bowl. Mm. Never, ever, ever in his long-legged life did he turn the ball over in the Super Bowl. Mm. Not never. That, not that long -legged. Never. 6-2. Skip, you got to stop this with this Baker. Mm. Skip, you got to admit, you were wrong, it's okay. You got to rescind the bet. No, I'm not going to be. I got highway robbery. No. In fact, no. it, it might be the worst robbery I've ever suffered in my betting career, yeah. it's just straight robbery. Can you just can you just can, can you just acknowledge that they got this wrong? No, they didn't get it wrong. Oh, stop. They didn't get it wrong. Skip, you know I, I know. but I, but I need you to acknowledge that Baker is not better than Josh Allen and Lamar. Well, it's let's okay. just see what Baker does. It's early in his career. He he wound up in a horrible spot with the clown show, the Brown show. I mean, Josh Allen is about to go to his what third, yeah. third or fourth playoff. He's playing great.
I give you. Lamar is going to two. Yeah, Biden probably see. gonna go to his third. Let's see how it plays out. Uh, we already know. Uh, Both of those guys are better than Baker. Yeah. Everybody knows. Where, where is Sam Darnold? But, better than Baker. Uh. He on injured. You know the man. Also, really, you kicking the man wide down. Uh. The man injured. You know the man got a high ankle sprain. Huh. Sam Darnold, then Tua, then walk it to him. I mean, you, you're on a bad oh, roll here. Hold up. How many guys have thrown for 300 yards and four touchdowns in the NFL debut mm. with a new team? Who did that? Walk it to him. Oh, are you back on the bandwagon? No, 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 you tell you told what, me you were done with skill. him. You I'm said, skill. I'm done. I'm telling that, you what, That was the quote. I'm I, done. I'm telling you what he did. Okay. Did he do that? Okay. Okay. I will give you the Washington Commanders straight up against my Dallas Cowboys in what is a couple of weeks. I don't want it, Skip. You can have them. No. You can have it. I give you. I I will walk it. I give you you. Baker Mayfield straight up against Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Mm. You saw what Lamar Jackson did to him. Lamar Jackson got out of ambulance. He had IVs on him. They rolled him out and had him on a stretcher. He got out, took the IVs out, and went and did it to Baker. Did he do that yeah. on a Thursday night? Baker was playing with a torn labrum and a fractured shoulder. No, 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 shoulder. no, 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 no. Did, he didn't have no torn labrum mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. when, when uh, uh, Lamar Jackson came out that ambulance. He mm-hmm. didn't have no torn shoulder. No, you remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson did that to him. Mm-hmm. Come out there hobbling. I love Lamar. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I no, you told don't. you, I love him a lot more than you do. No, 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 no. You're the doomsayer, doubtless. Oh, no, I'm the doomsayer. Lamar is a whole nother topic, guys. <laughs> yep. we got to talk about For Brett Shannon. Favre right now, though. Oh, he he's tarnishing Whoa. his own legacy. We're going to discuss that on the yeah. other side of this break. Stay with us. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Yesterday, an investigation by Mississippi Today found that Brett Favre, along with the help of a former Mississippi governor, obtained welfare funds to help build a new volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi. Shannon, how much do you think this could tarnish Brett Favre's legacy? Well, I don't think none can tarnish it, because if you go back and look at his history when he played in the NFL, it should have tarnished it already. I talked to people that was in the room when Brett Favre went to the Hall of Fame and nobody mentioned about text messages that he sent to that jet masseuse. Mm. Nobody mentioned anything about the addiction that he suffered from. But yet, T.O. 
They brought up everything. Can you imagine if T.O. would have had an incident, incidents like Brett Favre off the field? T.O. still, to this day right now, would not be in the Hall of Fame. Yet they walked right past it like Brett Favre did nothing. That is true. I the, give you that. The problem that I have with this situation, yep. you got to be a sorry mofo mm. to steal from the lowest of the low. Skip, they, they, Mississippi is the poorest state in our country. It is. It's citizens. So if they're the poorest state, Brett Favre is taken from the, 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 uh, uh, the underserved. You made $100 plus million in the NFL. And they're talking about what he didn't know. This is what Brett Favre takes. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? So if you got to ask your, if you got to ask this question, is there any way the media can find out? You already know you're doing something wrong. <laughs> the mere fact that you don't want anybody to know, so you know you're doing something wrong. And Skip, he wanted to seem so so philanthropic. He wanted to change the perception of the narrative. He take money for some damn volleyball arena. Well, his his, his daughter, daughter played. So, mm -hmm. so but yo, oh, you see what Brad Favre did for his album model? Mm -hmm. No, he didn't get no money. Came out his pocket. He stole money from people that really needed that money. Yep. Man, this is this is embarrassing. And he not only went Ted DiBiase, a former wrestler, even Marcus Dupree, a great running back at your old the school that you loved, that you loved growing up, Oklahoma. He got money. How can you got to be really low to take from the poorest of the poor? To, Brad, you ain't got enough money. Okay, Skip, listen. You don't. Okay, you know you're not supposed to have this. But how about go give the damn speeches? Mm -hmm. They're paying you to give speeches, and you didn't even give the speeches. And now you won't even pay the money back. And they fired one of the guys that, that, that say he tried to recoup the money. They fired him to about when he was a Clinton appointee. <laughs> it, it was political. Yep. Shouldn't you get the money back have nothing to do with politics? The man got the... And this is what we know. Scale when black and brown people do, do fraud the government, they do it. They hell bent. Mm -hmm. You get an EBT card and you get wick and you get stuff like that, boy, they move heaven and earth to try to put you in jail for 400 little measly dollars. Fact. Now this man done took a million dollars. Somebody got three million. Somebody got 400,000. Yep. And they sitting around like, well, well, you know, it, it happened and we'll see. And they're going to get more money and do it all over again. And to your point, the Mississippi Department of Human Services had to file a civil lawsuit against Brett Favre because he had not paid back the interest he owed on the $1.1 million that he was fraudulently given right. for giving no speeches. Right. right? And he won't even okay. pay the $1.1 back. He won't even pay the interest on the money. Right. It's $228,000. I mean, you got, you, you got to be really low. Yeah. You got to be really low. And, and, and people and, 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 and politicians, you got to be really low, too. To know that this money is supposed to go to the most underserved and you take it and give it to people that's made millions or got millions or have the, uh, the potential to make millions and you're willing to do that, you're willing to let your people starve, you let your people go underserved, and Brett Favre, you took this money, ain't nothing going to skip. This is what we know. Yep. If people like you, there is nothing you can do to turn them against you. Mm -hmm. We've seen this before now. We see what's going on right now. We got people bending themselves, becoming contortionists. Trying to explain away what somebody doing with top secret <laughs> documents at their location. They bend themselves to pretzel. Mm -hmm. They looking like Neo in the Matrix. Yep. So nothing Brett Favre can do. But he's been a sleazeball. He's been shady for a very, very long time. <sighs> to all of your points, the one thing I'm pretty sure about is Brett Favre will not be seen in any more national TV commercials from this point forward. What?
Why, why won't? Skip, they knew about this. He's still in Copper John. He's still throwing passes to Jerry Wright. This will end that. <laughs> Whatever. So we start with his career. And obviously, the great John Madden helped make Brett Favre's career. <laughs> because he loved him. He just loved him. <laughs> and, and it gave John so much joy to watch Brett play with so much joy. Yeah. And, and we give him that. And yes. he was obviously a great football player. Yes. I thought he got away with near murder on the football field because he had the greenest light. He could just try about anything, but he had a huge arm. And he was pretty athletic, oh, yeah. especially in his younger days. He just, he did whatever the yeah. hell he felt like doing, and about 75% of the time, it worked. Yes. And your brother was there mm -hmm. in Green Bay. Yep. Sterling three Sharp. years with him. Three years with Brett Favre, so he knows what the story was. Yes. And, and I don't think Brett was a bad guy in the locker room, no. but, but then we got all kinds of issues right. going on outside the locker right. room. Okay. So, well, considering that he held the Patriots hostage, how many years did he held the Patriots? I mean, the Patriots, no, the Jeff, Packers hostage. The Packers. How many, yeah. Skip? Because isn't that isn't that locker room behavior? Well, I'm not playing. I want to retire. I don't want to come to minicamp. I don't want to come to training camp. Trade me. Isn't isn't that isn't that locker room behavior? Couldn't that be used against him? It never was, brought up. It was diva behavior at the very least. So now I go back to Jeff Perlman's book that he wrote a few years back on Brett Favre and. It was yesterday on Twitter. He just he unloaded, he on, unloaded him. on him and walked everything back. And if you don't know Jeff Perlman, he wrote the book on the Showtime Lakers that became the basis for winning time to HBO mm -hmm. series. But he did do a book on Brett Favre. And as he said uh, about the positive, he said, yeah, I, I talked about the football heroics, the overcoming obstacles, the practical joker. But yes, I also included in the book his grossness, his addictions and his treatment of women. But now, after what he heard about this, he just concluded that Brett Favre is a bad guy. He doesn't deserve the icon treatment. He doesn't deserve acclaim, image rehabilitation, warm stories of gridiron glory. He says, now, taking money that was designated to help poor people in his state yes. and funneling that money to help build a an expletive volleyball arena. Yeah. Again, it was because his daughter was the volleyball player at that point at Southern Mississippi. He said, that is so grotesque, that is so monstrous, that he, Jeff Perlman, is done with Brett Favre. Well, so should everybody else be, because this is just the worst. And it does tarnish his, his off-the-field legacy. You, you can't take away from what he did. He won MVPs. He yeah, won he did that. Okay, he did that. We, we got that. Yeah. We, we got it. Two things can be true, though. Two things can be true in this case, for sure. But this is so egregious. This is so over the line that, as yet, he has not been criminally charged, nor has the ex-governor who he conspired with. Yeah. But something is going to come down from They this. should. Yes. I mean, they, I mean, you're doing ill. I mean, <laughs> you communicating through text about illegal activity. You already said, if you pay me, will the media find out about this? Yep. Skip. That's about as damning as it gets. Skip, you don't think I want to do something for my school, Savannah State? Mm. Hell, I would like to give them a $5 million, $10 million donation. But mm. I'm not going to, I would not, I will not put myself to try to seem philanthropic or this great benefactor and to take from Georgia's poorest. They're a most underserved. Why the hell would I do that? Now, it's probably going to be in my state. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm gone, yes, Savannah State. I'm going to leave money for Savannah State. But I ain't got it like that. And I'm not trying to be philanthropic to try to show everybody I am where I steal from one. I robbed Peter to pay Paul so people look at me. Man, look at what Shannon Sharp did. 
Bro, for a volleyball arena, $5 million to the, the, you're the poorest state. Your people need help the most. And you do this, and then a million, 1.1 million in speeches. Who the hell are you going to talk to? Poor people don't want to hear no damn encouragement. They need, they need help. They need supplies. So what? You give them a pep talk? What, the hell, what speeches is he going to skip? Tell me the speeches that he could possibly give that's going to help the, the Mississippi's most underserved. That's going to do something for them. He ain't bringing no damn food. Mm. He ain't bringing water. He's not bringing supplies. How did he help teen pregnancy? What? And what boggles my mind is he made so much money in the NFL for so long. Yes. So much for so long that he comes across as incredibly miserly. Why couldn't he just give some of his savings? And he's, he's fully capable He's got deep enough pockets at this point. He could have bought the, the volleyball. Yes. He could have paid the five million, yes. right? But they, they, Skip, everybody wants to spend somebody else's money. Yeah, well, come on. I mean, it, it's just natural. But I, I mean, but but you got to be pretty low that you would take from the most underserved to fill your need, or to so you can see, seem philanthropic. Really? Because Skip, you know they say, man, you see what Brett did. Five million for a volleyball arena because his daughter played there. He didn't have to do that. He didn't do nothing. The federal government gave that money, but they're quick to talk about, oh, black and brown people, they be stealing, and then we need to cut out some of this, this, this pork and all this. Stop it. Yep. The biggest criminals, the people that steal the most, look like that. Well, somehow it felt like Brett Favre rose above the addictions, and he somehow rose above the incident with the woman with the Jets. Yeah. And now he's not going to be able to rise above this one. Give him, give him a year. <laughs> give him a year. So? He'll be, yeah, he be right back. So. He'll be right back on it. I don't Skip, when so. they, Skip, when they like you, you're untouchable. You, and you know that. You, I mean, you, you've been around this too long. Look at how they treat. Look at some of the guys that were in the steroid era and then some of the guys that what? How they get treated. They went right on into the hall. No questions asked. Hmm. This is this is this well, is a gentlemen, joke. Yahoo Sports reports that the FBI is looking into this and has actually questioned Brett Favre already about it. They also added up an estimated salary total for him during his NFL career. They're guessing 138 million was his total. To go? Plus salary off the field money he made, sports endorsements. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. All right, let's move on, guys. Let's talk a little basketball and theoretical, hypothetical situations. Those are always fun. Who wins between Michael Jordan's dream team and LeBron's redeemed team? Seriously, we got this. We're going to have fun with this one. We got this. Who's we? Jordan? are now producing a documentary on the 2008 men's basketball team, also known as the Redeem Team. So this is a lot of people asking, who would have won a game between LeBron's squad and MJ's 1992 Dream Team? It's going to be a hot topic for you too. Shannon, who wins this one? Man, Skip, I, I hate scenarios like this because, you know, the question is, okay, what rules are we playing? Who's in their prime? But if we're just looking at it, Skip, I'm going to take the Redeem Team. I don't think the night. I don't think the dream team um, could match the uh, 2008 redeem team athleticism. LeBron James is 23, D Wade is 26, Kobe is 29, CP3 is 23, uh, uh, Darren Williams is 24, Melo's 24. One of the best Olympic players in U.S. basketball history was Melo Skip, and Dwight Howard was 22. 
won three straight Defensive Player of the Year after the 2008 Olympics. So he was at his apex. In 92, Bird was 35. His, his role in the Olympics was more ceremonial. His back had given out on him, Skip, at that point in time. Magic was 32. Most of the team was between the ages of 29 and 30. Look, I'd have took Braun, put him on Magic. Um, I'd have put Kobe on Mike. And I'd say, okay, we're going to play basketball now. Mm. We're going to play basketball right now. And I, I believe Dwight Howard, pre-back injury, we're going to be able to hold up. Now, the thing that concerns me is the size of, of Patrick Ewing and, and, and David Robinson, two bigs that truly played with the back against the basket. But they could step out up to 15, 16 feet and knock down a shot. But our athleticism, and we see the international pool, you're not beating teams like the, like the dream team, originally beating teams by 60 and 70 points. That's not happening. And you see what we did. We crushed everybody. We got that gold medal back, and we ain't looked back since. Mm. So with that being said, the team will crush the dream. Coach James. You were thoroughly unconvincing in every word you just uttered. Skip, you do realize. You, you Lebr- know and I 20, know. Skip, 23-year-old Braun? Mm-hmm. 23? And you know Kobe. Kobe going to look Mike eye to eye. You know who I am, right, dude? Braun, you know me. You know what I do. You know how I get down. I'm not in awe. My tongue hang out, too. Mm. I got a little bit more hair than you. I walk just like yeah, you. Yeah, I walk, walk, got the wristband. <laughs> I, got, I, got the, I got the knee sleeve rolled down on my calf. I got all that. You got it all. Got all that. But you ain't him. Yeah, yeah, he cold, close enough. Mm. Close enough. You start out by saying, I hate scenarios like this. I do. Because you hate it. That, that you have to try to side and make a case for LeBron against Michael skip, Jordan, skip, and you can't. It's 12 guys, and they just... scenarios skip, like this. Because here's the thing. Are we playing with today's rules? It or, doesn't matter. It does matter. You, you can do whatever rules First you want First of all, you, skip, you ain't got no guys that can shoot. You ain't got nobody guys that can shoot no three. I got one guy, and I only need one guy. Okay, you keep thinking I, that. I got Michael Jordan at 28 years of age at the peak of his powers. If you've read all the stories about the dream team in the hotel one afternoon after another hellacious practice, mm-hmm. Bird and Magic just told Michael eye to eye, this is your team. It's your time. Yeah. You take us. Because Larry just couldn't play anymore. No, he was back. Magic, was going. <laughs> Magic could play right. at 32. Even though he had retired. And he could lead. And yeah. He could point guard. And he could do all yeah. that. He could orchestrate. But when push came to shove, it was Michael's team. Charles was still in his prime, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Charles was a damn good Olympic basketball player. He, he was, well, he was Bob, the Bobby Knight didn't think so no. the first time around. He cut him in 84. Yeah, yeah. But Charles led the team and scored, if I'm not mistaken. I, I got it. And then you throw in the great Carl Malone. And then off the bench, if you can bring Patrick Ewing and David Robinson, it's just too much firepower. But it just boils down to the original 23, Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan. You would have no answers. Huh? He was nine in the no. Olympics. He okay. was nine in the Olympics. Okay. But the, the point is that, yeah, Kobe would battle with him. But, but in the end, Kobe was in awe of him. Just no, because, yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Kobe wasn't in awe of anybody. No, he you wasn't. saw Kobe, what Kobe did to him, dropped 55 on him when he was in the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Kobe didn't back down from nobody. One thing I can say about Kobe. As a 17-year-old, Kobe thought, Kobe thought he should be taking the last shot. He did airball him. Mm. But he grew from that. Yeah, and we got twenty-three-year-old goat Skip. He's starting to rise. Mm-hmm. He had he hadn't even reached fully grown goat status yet. He baby goat got little little horn. They hadn't really grown until them biggest started curling. Yeah. like them big. They hadn't grown like that. But I noticed a key point in in your bogus argument that you tried to make that 
you put Kobe on Mike. Yeah. You, you didn't put LeBron on but Mike I gotta, I gotta, because LeBron would get destroyed. No, but by I got Mike. I got to put I got to put LeBron on Magic. Six oh. nine. I got to put six oh. nine against six nine. Okay, I see. Well, why wouldn't you put LeBron if he's the the rising goat? And so so Magic so, so Magic gonna post up. You know Magic had a post game, right? He's one of the few point guards that could post you mm-hmm. at six foot nine because he yeah. was the size of most power forwards and centers back in the day. Yeah, Kobe jumped better than LeBron jumped in his prime. In his prime, and at six seven, Kobe would have been just fine against Magic. Nah, he couldn't elevate like Goat. Yeah. He couldn't elevate yes, like Goat. Could. No, Skip, the Goat was different. Goat different. <laughs> I look, you still hold it against the goat because he didn't do the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. But he say, come to the game and watch me in pregame. Watch me in game. I'm a living dunk contest. I'm a that's living, it. breathing in game dunk contest. That's what he does. Right? That's what I do. No, he, that's he doesn't not have what the, he does. He doesn't have the creativity. But power and elevation as a uh, 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 nerk. Mm, yeah. You remember well, when he went with body bag nerk? Nerkitch. When he went body bag nerk. About David Robinson and Patrick Ewing and Carl Malone. But let's ask Nurk. Oh, he done got Nurk. He, he got Tim Duncan. Mm. He got Kev, he got uh, uh, KG. Mm-hmm. Y'all but you better recognize this man's resume. Mm. After 20 years, he got a lot of posters on his wall. Mm. He got a lot of posters on his wall. Mm. More than a footlocker. You know, footlock used to have them posters on the wall. By the way, LeBron didn't do dunk contests because he didn't have the guts but to do dunk contests because yeah. it's scary out there by yourself. You have to fly solo. I'm, I'm thinking he might get in the three-point uh, contest this year. Well, he, oh, yeah, really? yeah, might do that. You know, I, I would pay big money <laughs> to watch that because that would be the biggest brick fest anybody has nah, ever Michael laid. Jordan, Michael Jordan had the biggest brick fest. Mm. He only made two shots, mm. maybe three. Go look that up. How he doing the three-point contest since you bumping him? How did he do in the dunk contest? We, we didn't want to bump a couple of... Uh, well, he, first of all, the one in Chicago, Dominique should have won. Okay, but Mike invented the dunk contest. No, no, Dr. J invented the dunk contest. No, he did. Mike did. Dr. With that J one did. dunk from the free throw line. Dr. J, Dr. J did that in the ABA. Did you forget Dr. J did it in the ABA? You forget that the dunk contest originated in the ABA. And the doc. Okay. The doctor. All right. Okay, enough of this. I think we've lost touch with Jen for just a moment here. That's okay. So that's okay. That's enough of you. The other would get this one. What do we have coming up next here? Let's see. What's our next one? Oh, we you're get to talk team. about my Dallas you're Cowboys. And if you're 100% certain that they are going to miss the playoffs, are you, Mr. Sharp? That is next here on Undisputed. <laughs> Welcome back to Undisputed. Jen will be rejoining us in just a moment. But Shannon Sharp, it is time once again to talk about my plunging Dallas Cowboys. They plunged all the way to 26th in the ESPN.com power rankings, 27th in the NFL.com power rankings, and dead last and 32nd in the athletic power rankings. And then very early this morning, shortly after 2 a.m. out here in L.A., when I woke up, the first thing I see is our friend Jarrett Bell in today's USA Today headline says Dak Prescott's injury is the final straw for Cowboys playoff hopes. Yes, already. His lead is doomsday is here again, but he's not talking about the, the doomsday defense. defense. He's <laughs> yeah. just talking about doomsday. And he says, face it, Cowboy Nation. The season is shot already. That's not a week one overreaction. It's a week one reality check. Man, you don't know how bad I want Jerry Bell to be right. <laughs> Good Question, right, Jerry. Are you 100? Let's make it 1,000. Are you 1,000% certain 
that my Dallas Cowboys will miss the playoffs? No, because it's only one game. And they uh, they win this game on Sunday, and all of a sudden you're one and one. Um, you can hope Cooper Rush can keep the ship steady until Dak returns. If he can go, let's see, if he's out four weeks, let's just say for the sake of argument, this, this topic, he's out four weeks. And you can come back and somehow you're two and three or you're three and two. Mm. Well, you, you smack dab, you, you're right where you want to be. I don't think, even if Philly is 5-0, and oh, you still have an opportunity to catch them because you played them again later in the season and you, who knows what could happen to them. But it, 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 it's not so much, Skip, that their season is over. It's how they looked in one week, in the, the game one. And I don't want to have an overreaction because it's only one game. But I would have thought um, that Dak didn't have the injury. He looked so much better last year, but it's a different year, and that's what I told you. It seems like Tampa made more adjustments to what the Cowboys were going to do opening week than what the Cowboys thought Tampa was going to do opening week. Although they did, did do a great job of once Tampa got into the red zone, holding them to three points. But, Skip, again, what happened? Penalties. You guys are just, you do it all over again. Yeah, I, I heard Mike McCarthy say, no, that's not like us, and we're going to correct that. And you start week one, opening week, ten penalties. Uh, offensive line, you got another injury. Uh, uh, CD, is he that guy? You keep telling me he is. I keep looking. I ain't seeing. Mm. Your offensive line took another hit with Conor McGre- uh, McGovern being out. Mm-hmm. Do you expect, you believe Zeke, you like what you saw with Zeke, where he have 50 yards on, on limited number of carries? 52 on 10. So you believe he can be your bell cow back again? Yes, I do. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So for me, the only positive that you have defensively is Micah. You didn't get the, the, the pressure that you needed to get out of D-Law, Darth Armstrong. I didn't see that interior push because you got the ball ran down your throat. Little Fournette ran for 127. He ain't had 127 rush yards since, uh, uh, what, you got to go way, way, way back in uh, uh, Jacksonville. And he looked like the old, he looked like Little Fournette out of LSU. So he'll be doing that to a lot of folks this year. You think so? You watch. You think so? Mm-hmm. That's uh, the best team. As long as he, I don't care about enough, a lot of folks. He did it to your team. He that's did. What, that's what I care about. He did it mm-hmm. to the Cowboy. Yeah, and Zeke could have done it to the Bucks what if they him? had let him carry the mail. Well, you got to make 40 10 million. carries. How about 20 carries for 107? Well, well if that's the case, I should have paid the quarterback $25 million mm. I ain't paying you $40 million to hand it off. I fought against that, and you campaigned <laughs> for it. I, sure I told you, no, no, he no, He deserved no, no. his money. Well, okay, you can say he earned his money, he but he's not earning his money, is he, Shannon Sharp? Well, I mean, Skip, it's only one game. The man got hurt. Mm. Okay, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on this topic because I want right here, right now, because that's what we do on this show. What? Called Undisputed because our theme song says no mercy. Okay. Hashtag no mercy, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Right here, right now, will the Dallas Cowboys make the playoffs? You can say, well, I don't know this or that. It, it's not a matter of that. I'm going to say, as of, right, as of right now, I'm saying no. Okay. So, right now, you're on record as saying they will not make the playoffs. No, I'm saying they will not miss the playoffs. You asked me will they miss the playoffs. I'm saying no, they won't. Oh, oh the... so you're saying they're going to make the playoffs. Yes, I believe oh, they'll I make the playoffs. You did the double negative. No, 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 no. I believe they will make the playoffs. It's okay. one game. Well, then you're on my side. What? Well, they're going to be just fine. If they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have a home playoff game because they're probably going to win the division. It don't matter. You've won and done. So, well, how do you don't know you, that? Don't, history tells me that. We've won the division several times. We won a playoff game. We beat Russell Wilson, the great Russell Wilson. Uh, but you tell me Russell Wilson, you told me Russell Wilson well, was back in his heyday. Oh, it was a heyday. Yeah, back in the day, <laughs> right? 
Man, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You'll find any way you possibly can to highlight and hype them sorry, no good for nothing cowboys. But you're in trouble. I'm not saying you're going to miss the playoffs, but you're in trouble. Mm. Well, if, if you had the courage of your convictions, you would just flat out say they're dead. Jared Bell had the courage. He, you, you want to talk about guts? He just said it's over after one week. But Skip, they got an extra and Jared play. Bell worked in Dallas, and he really knows the Cowboys, yeah, and, and it scares me that he thinks they're done-done. Skip, there's, there's seven spots. Um, even though it was one week, Arizona didn't look particularly well. Green Bay didn't look particularly well. But we know a lot of things can happen over the next month, next two months of the season. So... You, it's hard to tell after one game who's going to miss the playoff. But uh, check back with me. We'll be able to have this conversation in week eight Okay. when you're two and six. All I know is I am laughing maybe all the way to the bank, as in the Diet Mountain Dew bank. No, you're not. I'm laughing all the way to the bank over the quote-unquote rush to judgment that the Cowboys are dead because of Cooper Rush. When were they alive? Quarterback. Well, we just started. They're, they're still breathing. No. You could say they're on life support, but I think but we, we but got we, 16 more games. But we, but we knew this. Nobody had nobody had the expectations of Cowboys doing much other than your simulations and you and Cowboy uh, uh, delusionists. Okay. This is not Ben Anthony DiNucci. This is not Garrett Gilbert. This is Cooper Robert Rush. And I, I, nobody seems to remember the game, but I actually witnessed it on my TV. Maybe I got to get a new TV. Oh, my goodness. Back on Halloween night when Kirk Cousins, your guy, Kirk Cousins, turned into a Halloween nightmare for the home team, the Minnesota Vikings. Cooper Rush threw a party in Minneapolis. He threw, he that, threw he for he 325 yards. Minnesota's defense is a lot better. Okay. With Darius Smith, a healthy right. Danelle Hunter, They'll be a lot better. Okay. I'm just telling you, 325 on the solo Sunday night stage, nothing to sneeze at. Oh, and Kendrick, ooh, I like the Kendrick. Because everywhere yeah. he goes, he made plays in Philly. He made plays in Arizona. Now he's in Minnesota making plays. You see he put that forearm in Brett, uh, Aaron Rodgers' mm -hmm. back, yep. made him cough it up. Okay. Got one of them for uh, uh, Dak if he needed. Cooper Rush threw the ball to a guy named CeeDee Lamb with conviction and connection. CD had 112 yards worth of reception. Might have been the last 100 yard game, too. And you said that was in October? Huh. That might have been the last 100 yard game. Last day of October. <laughs> that okay. might have been the last 100 well, yard guess game. Guess who came back the next Sunday? Uh, Dak Prescott came well, back. Well, you would like from to a think. Calf. Well, you like to think that you better get a rapport, better have a better rapport with Dak than Cooper Rush because Dak Prescott isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So you need to get that rapport with him instead of Cooper Rush. Mm. All I know is I believe in Cooper Rush. I'm not saying he's better than Dak. I'm not saying he's better than anybody. You said he's that on a, Monday. No, he's a really quality backup quarterback who's been in this system for six long years. Well, how, Jason Garrett liked him so much he took him with him to the Giants, but what, it didn't stick. What type of quality are you talking about? He can play, and he's fearless, and he's got a live arm, and he's got guts to throw it all over the lot. You talking about swap me quality or what? No, I'm talking about a guy who's not afraid of the stage or the moment who knows the offense and is trusted by Dalton Schultz and trusted by Ezekiel But, but see, Skip, it's easy, when to, it's easy to play when there are no expectations. See, nobody expected you guys to beat Minnesota, so nope. he could go in there and play free. Okay. He, he looked like he played <clears throat> a lot freer than Dak was playing on Sunday oh, night. So in, other words, in. so in other words, you're telling me that <laughs> Cooper Rush is better than that because you keep throwing that up. You keep bringing that up. I like his energy. I like his urgency. I, I like his courage. He just comes in and plays football. Man, whatever. <clears throat> whatever. Yeah, he, look, I get it. I, I get it. You look down on Dak. 
Dak got money. Dak got more than what you thought he should get. He didn't hadn't taken your team to an NFC Championship game to a Super Bowl. So you're a little down on Dak. But if you think Cooper okay. Rush is Maybe comparable. what Dak needed was for Cooper Rush to have two or three really good games. Maybe they play the Bengals to the wire. Maybe they beat the Bengals. Maybe that's not what maybe, you need, though. Maybe they go to the Giants and beat the Giants, and then they come home and beat Washington, and then Dak comes back for the Rams, and Dak says, you know what? I got to take it up a couple of notches here because this young man is breathing Hold down on. my neck. Hold on. You think if Cooper Rush win three, win the next three games, the next four games, that Dak Prescott's going to get back in there when he gets started? I don't know. Jerry exactly. brought that's up the, the scenario that, by which – he said, well, we thought Tony Romo, we kept, hurry back, Tony, and Dak happened. That's my point. Rookie Dak happened. So you want a quarterback controversy? Is that what you want, Skip? I just want a fire to be relit under Rain Dakota Prescott, and I think it's about to be lit because this is a really good football team that had to play the best team in pro football <sighs> on opening Sunday night. Well, the best team that I saw open, the best team that I saw play last weekend was the Buffalo Bills. Mm. That's that's the best team that well, I saw. I, I saw Tampa Bay because that's it's hard. Did Tampa Bay? Did Tampa you, Bay punt? You, you did Tampa are, Bay punt? No, they did not. Okay, Buffalo didn't punt. Yeah, Buffalo did not punt the football. Well, they haven't punted in three of their last four games. Okay, then. So that's the highly impressive. Very. I got it. Okay, then. I will take the Bucks defense over Buffalo's defense. No, not this year. Yes, I will. We, yeah, we, they had y'all on the rope. It mm -hmm. took a heroic play from Brett Perriman mm -hmm. on that last play. And they got robbed. He got robbed. Well, they got robbed on the play before that. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, that's R right. I forgot. The GOAT beat him at the GOAT last year. Won't happen this Overtime. year. But anyway. But anyway, I, you keep telling me about this CD. And you talk about this rapport that he and Cooper Rush had. Skip, it's one game. Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to see CD do this with a little bit more consistent than what you've seen? Okay. You, you got me. But I saw rapport between Cooper Rush and CD Lamb. I can just tell you, CeeDee Lamb is a flat-out playmaker. He's got top-five wide receiver capability. And I, you just have to throw him the football, and you need to throw it to him early and often. And Dak, for whatever reason, or Kellen Moore, for whatever reason, did not do that the other night. I told you, you have to give him the T.O. treatment. On the first snap of the game on offense, you got to flip him the football and just let him run with it because what he does the best is run after cat. All I know is that every time I turn around is that he and Dak look at each other like, Man, this is your first time running a route? This is your first time throwing? Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why they can't get on the same okay. page. Well, I don't know either. But maybe Cooper Rush will be on the oh, same my page. Goodness, this man and I, I told you, I saw explosions from Cavante Turpin in the preseason. And I How just want to see him featured. They, they didn't feature him. You got to get him the ball in space. You got to figure how about, out. How about he handle the return duties first? Before we start, before we let him graduate, how about we let him master the fourth grade, the he fifth grade? He won the USFL okay, that, MVP this, as a receiver, not a kick returner, this is the, as a receiver. This is the NFL. I We've seen it. guys win rewards in college and not pan out in the NFL. So we're going to need to see him do that in meaningful games come regular season. I'm not saying that he's not capable of it, but we need to see that. And you're going to need to see four okay, weeks. What, what did you tell me after the Chargers preseason game? You said... He's going to make the team. He made the team. No, you didn't tell me that. You said he's going to change your life because he's going to change the way people have to defend you on starting with the return. But he's going, to ha he's going to have to break a couple. I'm not saying he needs to go all the way, but he's going to have to get some serious return yardage before they just start punting and kicking the ball away from him. If, if he's going to get tackled, get three yards, four yards, there's nothing to worry about. He's going to have to get some 30-yard, 20-yard returns in order to put fear in 
special team coach's mind mm -hmm. that we need to punt the ball away from him. Right now, he's not doing that. But I'm just trying to figure out what this infatuation or this, this love that you have for Cooper Rush. Now, all of a sudden, Cooper Rush is Justin Herbert. No, I didn't say that. I yeah. just said, you, as a backup quarterback, how do you go up to Minneapolis and throw for 325? And, and A lot of teams beat Minnesota last year. And, and he threw for the game winner with 55 seconds left. A lot of teams did that. There were this is a different defense now. Yeah. They're different defense. Okay. I, I got it. And it's, so are you telling me Justin Jefferson's only going to have two catches? Two for 21. So that's all he's going to have. Had. That's all he's going to have. Yeah. Whose oh. fault was that? Okay. Huh. Just making sure. You sure he's that guy? That's what you asked me? Well, I, he had two for 21 against my defense. No. And, and by the way, speaking of my defense, how can a defense featuring Micah Parsons, 11 from heaven, my O Micah Parsons, how can you relegate that defense to 26th, 27th, and 32nd in those big three power ranks? Because How can you do be, that? Because it's a team, not just a defense. Mm -hmm. Their defense might be ranked top five, but that offense, what was that offense ranked? So when you combine the two, that's what they get. They're a team, not a defense, not a unit. And you try to, you try, oh, that, that, this unit, this unit, that's what you do. When your team loses, you isolate it. When Tom Brady played, when Tom Brady uh, loses, you always isolate. It's Tom Brady, but he played good. Look at the defense. As long as they win. Oh, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom, you don't mention anything about the defense. All you mention is Tom Brady as long as they win. But the moment they lose, you mm -hmm. separate them. Okay. What did I call before the season started? I told you. My team will go as far as Micah and the defense carries my team. We're not going very far then. Okay, well, it's not over. It's just one game. They held the GOAT to 19 points. You score three. That, okay, but the point is, if you hold that offense to 19, you should win the game. You should, but you didn't. Okay. You're the only team that didn't score a touchdown. Okay, do we still have that defense? Anybody you, get hurt? Do you, still no. have, do you still have that offense? Is anybody coming in there? So, so is Emmitt coming back? Is Playmaker coming back? Is Troy coming back? Is that offensive line? With Newton, Stepnowski, is they coming back? Is Larry Allen coming back? Is no, Big Easy coming back? My man Tyler Smith looked pretty good at left tackle. Did he not? Did okay. he not hold his own? He got he got to work. With, hey, guess what? He got a uh, uh, he got uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard coming. Okay, let's see. Well, he had Shaq Barrett, and I thought he hung in pretty well against him for most of the night. Okay, right? Okay. We're gonna see. Okay, yeah. keep that same energy. Okay. Well, enough of that. But up next, we've got to talk about. The GOAT. We got to talk about oh, Thomas man. Edward Patrick Brady Jr. and his inability to beat the Saints in the last four meetings they've had in the regular season. Will he right that wrong Sunday at New Orleans? Stay with us. Keep it going, Saints. Buccaneers are two-and-a-half-point favorites against my Saints, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. But, hey, let's look at the history. Brady has yet to beat the Saints in the regular season as a Buccaneer, going 0-4 and passing for eight interceptions compared to only six touchdowns. And back just in time for my favorite topic, Shannon. Will Tom Brady finally get a regular season win versus my Saints? I'm going to say they win by a field goal. I'm going to say they win a very close ball game. Division games are always the tough. New Orleans wins. No, no, no. no. I'm oh, saying the, the Bucs. The Bucs. Okay. I'm, saying Tom, right. I'm saying Tom will All finally right. get revenge. Okay. Division games are always tough. And I don't know for whatever reason... Dennis Allen and, 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 and the Saints defense has done a great job of confusing Tom Brady with the exception of that playoff game. And I think that playoff loss was more on the offense I agree. than on the defense. I agree. Um, but I like what I saw from Tampa. 
Tampa decided they were going to run the football. It seems like the uh, um, the Cowboys were was playing Tom to run it and they threw, excuse me to run it to throw the ball a lot more than what he did. And Leonard Fournette was having seems to run the football. They 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 lined it up and they just out physical the Cowboys up front and did a great job of that. So it it it, it adds more because normally when you go and play Tampa. You're thinking Tom Brady, shut down Tom, shut down Tom, shut down Tom. Mm -hmm. But what they've done is that they've shown you, no, we're not afraid to run the football. So if you think what we, if you think you know what we're going to do, you have no idea. Now, obviously, the really good offenses can vary week to week. Some teams might be able to throw it a little bit more one week and then running a little bit more the next week. But I think with Tom being able to do what he did on Sunday, and that's uh, uh, the, the the Tampa offense being as 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 versatile as they were, I think that I, I think this is the first time that they're going with an offense that's versatile enough to confuse. And so now they just can't pin their ears back and get out the Tom. It's going to be a very interesting matchup, especially if Donovan Smith can't play the left tackle. Because that, that and it basically, and, and Todd Bowles was saying, it's going to come down to a pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. How much pain can he tolerate? Hyperextended elbow. Yeah, it I mean, hyperextended is not as bad as being... Uh, how bad is it hyperextended? It's not dislocated because, man, I dislocated my elbow, and I was out for a week. Those, it's painful. And even when I come back, if I got jarred a, a certain way, Skip, man, that pain... No, I got it. This just got <laughs> bent back the wrong way. Yeah. And so all the ligaments and all the car, everything's sore. Yeah. But it's up to you. It's it's not broken. I don't, I don't, no. believe, I don't believe he's going to be able to play. If, if I had to guess... Even if he got a hyper a pretty good bit, Skip, that that thing is painful. I, I mean, I've had it. I mean, basically my arm like it bends like this. Mine went the other way, so yeah. it, it, and I had I had to wear a brace. And even after the four weeks, it was still painful. Okay, but Donovan Smith doesn't have to catch football. Yeah, but Skip, he got a block three hundred pound me. I got it. Shannon Sharp, in Tom Brady's twenty three year career. Nobody has ever had his number quite like Dennis Allen and that defense has in these four regular season games because it hadn't even been close. No. And they sacked him at least five times, and I think all of them. And in the two games at New Orleans regular season, pick six in each game. Yep. Tom Brady threw a pick six in each of those games. Right. His first game ever as a Buccaneer, right. he threw a pick six. And right. then even the game last year, right. late in the game, he threw a pick six. Mm -hmm. We can go back to Ray Lewis and company. Did they have Tom's number? Well, he got them, and they got him some. They right. were always battles to the wire. But but this is an average score of 29 to 13. That's right. what Dennis Allen and company have beaten them, the Bucks and Brady, Correct. 29 to 13. And the scores were 34 to 23 in that first game, the opener, to, you know, going two, back two to years. the first year mm -hmm. in New Orleans, 34 to 23. Then remember, Drew Brees and company, came on a Sunday night to Tampa and beat them 38-3. to three. Yeah. You, you might chalk that one up as Brady's worst game of his career. It was bad. Remember, he just threw one up to Gronkowski at the end that got picked? Yeah. Remember that? Then last year at New Orleans, it was 36-27. to 27. At least they sort of hung him. Then right. he throws the pick got six. Got the late pick. Got the late pick. The yeah. uh, pick six. Yeah. And then at home in, in the Chris Godwin Memorial game when he – tore his ACL, mm -hmm. and remember Brady went after Dennis Allen over the sideline. Right. right. Sorry, right? I think he think Malcolm. I think it was Malcolm Jenkins. I think he went low on him, saying that was. He did. I think he said that was unnecessary hit. That was at Tampa, New Orleans nine, Brady zero, mm -hmm. nine to nothing. Has your number, 
And I told you when Brady decided to come back, which I knew he would, he talked about unfinished business. And to me, a part of that unfinished business, even though he's all about the postseason, but a part of that unfinished business starts with this game Sunday at New Orleans because he's 0 for 4 against them in the regular season. Part of unfinished is I'm going to sweep them. If, in fact, this becomes Tom's last year, he wants to sweep the Saints by going home and away, away first and then back home. Right. And beating them twice this year. And and obviously they're capable, but Dennis Allen has won me completely over because he he knows how to ungoat the goat. Because what do they do? They get at the tongue. Do they? If they've sacked him, I think, an average of five times per game. And that's what you have to do. You have to get him out that point that point. And with Donovan Donovan Smith being out of the ball game, it's gonna be a lot easier. Um does Leonard Fournette have to chip? They got, they got four guys that can go get after the quarterback. The back end is pretty solid, but everything is predicated on pass rush. When you play Tom Brady, can we get him off that spot? We've got to get him from seven, from that little that, 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 that little restricted area skill, yep. like the, the size of a basketball I lane, and the, the depth from a free throw line to the goal. we got to get him out of that. And remember, they got away with it at Dallas on Sunday night, right. but they were starting a kid at center who's never played center in his life, right. and they're starting a left guard who's a raw rookie. Right. Right, and then you might so, be starting somebody at left tackle that doesn't. You mind? It was Josh Wells who came in as the backup. Mm -mm. I, I don't know. Boy, that's mm -mm. just scary, scary, scarier, right? Well, you definitely don't want to have any more injuries on your offensive line, and you definitely don't want to have an injury at quarterback, right? Oh no, you I, who is that? Blaine Gabbard or mm -hmm. somebody their backup? Yeah, yeah. No, you're not Kyle going Trask, anywhere. I don't know. Kyle, Blaine yeah. Gabbard. Yeah, you're not winning. You're not winning without Brady. Well, I would say. So he didn't come back to go down. So he, he's in some harm's way this time without Chris Godwin because the, the first ball Godwin caught at Dallas the other night, that took my breath away because he, looked, he looked explosive. He did. He looked good. Looked like he had fresh legs. And but then he goes down to catch another ball, and the hamstring goes. And as you pointed out yesterday, sometimes you're overcompensating. You're trying <laughs> to protect, 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 and the other thing goes, yep. right? Yep. So he's gone for several weeks, they said. So he is not going to be – a factor right. at New Orleans. But the best thing you got, you still got Julio. You still have Russell Gage. Yep. And so I think Julio is, you know, Julio's big. As long as Julio stay healthy, Julio is not the uh, the intermediate because Chris Godwin run all those jailbreaks, run the little shallow crosses, that meat and potato stuff. Julio's trying to get downfield. And he can still get down the field. Yep. I, they, I mean, they, they know. I mean, they, they're very familiar with Julio in that division. And you got playoff Lenny going home. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sure he would like to eat and eat some more. No, no, no. You mean that figuratively, no, not literally. Not literally. Because he's going home, yeah. I don't care how much he weighed the other night. He, he was carrying his weight. Yeah. He was throwing it around. I heard beignets did good this time of year. Yeah. yeah well, I, heard, I don't know. I ain't well, had them. You know, some guys can just run heavy. You know, like he, he looks like a guy who just carries his... His yeah, but he's a, he, I mean he's a, he's a big man. I mean he yeah. you know he's 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 a, he's large man. He's not he's never gonna be two fifteen again. No, <laughs> he, he's, he's he's large. Yeah, so I think Brady will be possessed to win this game. I think he wanted to win this game with Chris Godwin for Chris Godwin, and now he can only win it for Chris Godwin, right? Yeah. He got to work it out. Remember, they got some new faces in the secondary. There's no more Malcolm Jenkins, but there right. is a Honey Badger. Yeah, I know honey he's badger. nicked, but yeah. I. But I and it's Marcus Mar May. Yeah, and Lattimore, they, you know, Latt you know, there's no love lost between Lattimore and, Mar and Ed Mike Evans. They get after. They, they get, they get after each other. Ooh. So that's that's gonna be a very interesting matchup. Uh. But if everything is predicated on that front seven, yeah. How often can you get to Brady 
and put him on the ground. How often can you make him pick himself up or stick his hand so an offensive lineman can help him up off the turf? Mm. Because that goes a long way, and I think that has a lot to do with them being able to beat him four straight times mm. in the regular season. I got the GOAT because he's the one man you do not bet against. I bet against him last Sunday night, and I lost. I told you that, too. Yeah. You bet with them sorry, well, no good for nothing Cowboys. Yeah, well. You're going to lose some more, too, because guess what? You're going to bet me. You're going to bet me some more because you start feeling good. Cooper Rush will win a game. And you're like, I bet you five cases. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I know you. You can't I'm, help yourself. I'm going to walk you right into my trap. <laughs> and it's already starting. The, the trap is set. No, nah, no, nah, that's yeah. you. Oh, Cooper Rush. I like Cooper. You see what he did last year. Yeah. Okay. Say no more. Say no well, more. I'll say, say this. Beignets taste great any time of year. They guys. do. Shannon, I've got to get you some. Yeah, well, yes, send, send, send me a skip some. Since I'm going to send some. you some. Okay, Although thank you. Although they're better warm, fresh. Okay, out of you're Cafe right. Dumont. Okay. That Superdome's going to be rocking Sunday. I, I can't wait. Say. All right, guys. Up next, did the 49ers put too much on Trey Lance's shoulders too quickly? No. Skip and Shannon debate that when we come back. for 164 yards with no touchdowns, but an interception in that 49ers upset loss. Some folks began wondering, hmm, if San Fran should put Jimmy G back under center. Our Jake Laser reports Kyle Shanahan has been rallying his veterans to support Lance. Shannon, do you believe the Shanahan's made a monumental mistake with Trey Lance? Well, you got to ride with him now, Skip. You started him. You can't, you, you've got to give him at least the first two months of the season. And what makes it so difficult, Skip, is that it costs so much and you have to make a decision on these guys because you got that fifth-year option and it comes up and normally you're doing deals after the third year. So after the guy gets to the third year, you 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 got to make a decision. Are we going to extend him or do we let him go to the fourth year or do we do pick up his option? Do we not pick up the option? So you don't have the luxury of what the guys used to do. You could sit a guy like an Aaron Rodgers for three years. You could sit a guy for a Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes waited a year, but... From what I saw in Trey Lance last year and what I saw a lot in the preseason, I didn't see a game, a guy that was ready to take over. I see a team that's built to contend right now. You look at the receiver, uh, uh, Debo, you look at Ayuk, you look at Kittle, solid offensive line, defense is legit with those the, the, that front seven. But I, I think you got to ride him now, Skip. You cannot take this kid out. You will crush his confidence if you take him out within the first month of the season. I got to ride it, Skip. I'm going to ride him for at least two, at least seven, eight, maybe even nine games before if I have to pull the plug, pull the plug on him and says, okay, Jimmy, get back in there. Okay, but you are highly skeptical and you are anticipating the plug is going to get pulled. I do, I do believe it. I do believe that Jimmy Garoppolo will start again this season and it won't be because of injury. Okay, back to Jen's question. Did the Shanahan's, Mike, for whom you played, and Kyle, who now coaches the 49ers, with advice from his father, did they make a monumental mistake? I don't know if it was monumental, but I would have started Jimmy G, and I think I was on record to say I would have started Jimmy okay, G. Okay, did they make a monumental mistake acquiring, tr trading up for Trey Lance? Because they said, that's our guy, right. and we will bet the sun and the moon and the stars. We will bet our our franchise on him. I think what happened is that they started hearing, like, what? You're going to trade two first-round picks to take uh, uh, with, with, uh, the kid in, in uh, New, New England now. Are you Matt Jones? Jones. Yep. Are you going to trade two first-round picks to take that guy? And they like, okay, well, let's, let's go take another look at Trey Lance. And so, for me, I thought right now the guy that was best suited to play right now 
was Mac Jones. I felt that he was the most ready to play, given the style of system that he played in, given the expectations that he played up under at the University of Alabama. Okay, but I'll buy that. But Mac Jones will always leave you wanting, especially in the wake of the go. Are we sure that Trey Lance is not going to leave you wanting? I love this kid. I don't love the way he's performed so far, but he did play very little college right. football, and then the pandemic took away a whole nother year. He played one game, right. and he got thrown into a very hot fire that became much hotter. Gasoline got poured on it when they kept Jimmy G. Right. That shocked me. I think it shocked him. But don't, wouldn't that have concerned you, Skip, because of all the things that you said? The guy only really played like 16, 17 uh, FCS games. Uh, he didn't play leading into his, his, his second, third season, and now he saw it. And then what you've seen, he hasn't shown you that, okay, he's ready to take that next step. Doesn't that cause you some concern? 6'4", 225, can flat out run it. Yeah. Has some Kaepernick. He looks a little bit like Colin yeah. to me in the way he takes off and can run with it. High IQ and incredible work ethic, gym rat work ethic. Yes. I, I don't know what's not to like, except, as I always tell you about His this play position, on the field. Okay, it's all about the intangibles of poise, command, ability to read it quickly, see it, anticipate it, get rid of it on time to the right receiver with the right velocity on it. Yes. Take some off, put some on. He's got a huge arm. He does. Okay, but, but you have to be accurate and, and have soft touch on all the underneath. Let, well, okay? let me tell you what's driving his, his, his head coach crazy, because I know what drove his dad crazy. Turnovers. And is he a turnover machine? Because every every seems like I every don't game. Think he's a turnover machine. Skip every game. He throws a pick. Okay. The other day he threw a pick in a deluge, a driving rainstorm at Soldier Field. And it was raining go, on Justin it, Fields it, too. It, what's that? It was raining okay, on Justin I got Fields it. too. But if you go look at his pick, I dare you to go look at it because you can just see it. There's there's the one head-on shot. The ball is slipping sideways out of his hands, and it goes a little bit. It goes two yards to the right, and it goes right to a Chicago Bear. Yeah, and well, Jack made a okay, great play on the play. I, I do not believe that will happen in dry weather. I think he is accurate, and what, what got underestimated in his performance the other day, they went 8 of 17 on third down, and I, I showed you on Monday all eight of them in a row. Eight times he converted thirds, and sometimes they were from third and three up to third and 11s, third and 12s. He either did it with his arm or his legs. He's a slider. He, he can do what RG3 never could get through his skull, which is you just have to get down. Yeah. And he made eight, eight third-down conversions by himself. He did it with no running back. And by the way, he lost their number one running back for right. six or eight weeks yeah. with a sprained knee. Okay? And he did not have a security, the ultimate security blanket in Kittle. Kittle. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I thought he played very well because they were in command of that game until the rains came. Right. And when the rains came, for whatever reason, Justin Fields seems to be able to grip and throw a wet football. Well, back. it seemed like Justin Fields put gloves on. And maybe, maybe. Trey, Trey Lance should have put on gloves. Maybe he should so he could, I don't So know. he could uh, secure the football a little better. Look, I just look at this roster and I think they're built to contend right now. And that's what you have to they be careful. That, that's what you have to be careful of to put someone in there uh, so young. Because, and you hear what they're saying. Kyle is saying his vet veterans to rally around him. The veterans like, bro, we ain't got time for you to get ready. We ain't got time for you to grow up. You got to be grown I'll, right I'll now. I'll buy that, but they raved about this kid all through camp. Yeah. They raved about him. Yeah. Will they continue to rave? Yeah, but I guess what? Games and camps don't count. These here count. Okay. 
but they tried to trade Jimmy G and nobody was interested. Nobody. Yeah. And he basically crawled back and said, okay, I'll take a backup deal if you'll agree to give me a no trade so I'll know I'll be here for the rest of the year. Or, or let me decide where I want to go if I want to get traded to that team. Okay, that's fine too. All right. Sound so, like somebody else I know. Okay. And but, Jimmy G making more than a okay, starter. But clearly, the Shannon said we've gone as far as we can with Jimmy G. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Skip, look, there, there is a ceiling. And unfortunately, is that what you hope for is that the year away, kind of like when, when Patrick Mahomes, and it's a totally very similar situation. You had Alex Smith. I believe Alex Smith is a better quarterback than Jimmy G, even though Jimmy G got him to the Super Bowl. You just saw, once you saw, Pat, I saw Patrick Mahomes against my Broncos, and it was cold. I said, this kid can play. This kid is really, really good. Because I didn't, because I hadn't seen anything about, and you know, they were glowing, you know, uh, uh, talking to Kelsey, had him on the podcast. He said, you could see he could make throws. He could do things in practice. You're like, is this a one, is this a one-off or can he consist? But he did it like every day. Every day he was doing things that could like, okay, we're going to be okay if, if, if and when they decide to move on from Alex Smith. So you would like to see Trey take in the game that he played last year. Like, okay, first of all, Jimmy G, you're not getting this job back. That's first and foremost. Second of all, you're gone. We would have released. Ain't no worry about I can't trade you. We just going to release you because we're not really worried about it because we're in great hands. Okay. You keep edging toward this. I think your gut is telling you that Trey Lance will be a bust, that that he won't long-term make it in the league, that you will finally decide He's just not right. You do realize that when you give up what they gave up, you know Super is Super Bowl. You, I mean, think about what you gave up to get him, Skip. I got it, and I agree. But I am betting on the Shanahan's that you came up under, yeah. and you're not. But like, no. I'm, I'm just doing the Shanahan's. If, if they chose this kid, I'm, I'm on board at the end, with it, both feet. But at the end of the day, Mike, is, I mean, Mike has gotten great value out of guys taken in the later rounds, you know. Uh, um, Terrell Davis, and you see Mike Anderson, and you see some of the other guys that you've had success with. Uh, and that system, I have no doubt in the system. But guys got to be able to play skill. And at the end of the day, I don't care who your coordinator is, offense or defense. I don't care who's calling the play. Either the guy okay, can or can't. You, so you have a sneaking suspicion that the Shanahan's blew it. I'm not as big as on Trey Lance as you are. You believe that, oh, 6'5", 225, rocket arm can run and all that. I see all the, the tangible things. All that height, size, speed, mm -hmm. strength, I see all of that. I need to see that manifest itself playing over 60 minutes, mistake-free football. Mm. I haven't seen that. Mm. And once I see that, then I can – but he's going to get another seven, eight, nine games before they make a decision one way or another. Okay. Well, I agree with that. But you think after seven or eight games, it's going to be Jimmy G. Oh, if he played like he played against Chicago, absolutely. I thought he played pretty well against Chicago. Yeah, I don't think he played pretty well. Hmm. Is it going to be a deluge every game well, that he his plays? Next if test, it is, he got to play better. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, gentlemen, they come calling this weekend in San Francisco. All right, moving on. Did we just get a clue, guys, that Russell Westbrook is indeed going to get traded? We'll explain when we what? come back. <laughs> listed his Brentwood home in Los Angeles for sale. That's according to a Zillow posting. Despite vowing to make things work this season, Westbrook is reportedly open to a trade, but has not yet outright asked for one. Shannon, what do you read into this? Nothing. Uh, maybe the guy just wants to try to make a profit. 
He purchased the house for a little under eight twenty million dollars in 2018, and now he's got a new market scale four years later for almost thirty million. So maybe he's not every day you can just say, I, I think I'll make ten million off my house. Well, hey. It, it, I mean, he, maybe he's trying to beat the housing crunch. They say the housing market is going to turn a little bit in 2023, 2024, and maybe he's trying to get a jump on it. Skip, I just believe Russ, Russ is going to be on the opening day roster. I just do. Um, I, I get it. Uh, Russ doesn't want to take a buyout. I believe that any team interested in trading for Russ want those two first-round draft picks. I believe Utah would trade right now. You could have Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson for Russell Westbrook in those two first-round picks. You could have that right now, and they're going to buy him out as soon as they get him. He doesn't want to be bought. Thank you. You, you. you have to go along with it. You yes. have to say, I'll take 75 cents on the dollar. Why you think ain't nobody, ain't nobody buying? Nobody's buying. You are stuck with him. Okay. To start off with, I did find it curious that he did put his home on the market at this point, at this right. moment, with training camp looming. Right. It, it just it caught my eye. But... I'm very fond of that Brentwood neighborhood because I occasionally play golf at Brentwood Country Club, so I know what it is, and it is something. Yeah, it's nice. And, and, and I don't care what the home market is doing elsewhere. That home market just goes straight up. Yes. And it's highly possible he and his family or his advisor just said, well, especially a house occupied by Russell Westbrook. Yeah. It, it's going to go for $30 million. Yes. And, and everybody, especially over the last year, in Brentwood especially, whatever you put your home on the market for, that they will get, bid get, for, get, they'll overbid get at, for get, Yes. Okay? Yes. So I, I get all that, but I was curious, and I thought of you first, like, well, is this the first tiny little positive sign no. that he thinks he's on the way out or no. he's got something in the works to go elsewhere? I do not. I, I doubt it. I don't know where else. The problem with Brentwood is if you sell your house and you want to stay in Brentwood, you, you're going to have to go pay somebody else yeah. $40 million, you, right? Exactly. And just give a look. Maybe he doesn't want to live in the Brentwood area. Maybe he wants to go up to Malibu. Maybe, Maybe. he wants to be in Bel Air. Who, who knows? Beverly Hills. Uh, but for me, I, I, don't, I don't take anything. I mean, people put their house on the market all the time. I th just think the thing is because we've heard so much commotion, commotion around Russ and potentially being traded, and well, this is a for, for sure sign that Russ wants out. No. 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 I'm going to say it one last time. You have to go for the throat in this case. You have to go for addition by subtraction. Stop it, Skip. Well, it's you not just happening. Have to. It's Jeannie not happening. Genie has to swallow her pride and swallow the $47 million and just say, Russ, we love you, man. Pat him on the head and send him home with $47 million in his pocket. Just no. stick a check in his front pocket, right, and just say, here, thank you for all you've done for us. Jeannie said, I'm going to take the little... I'm going to take the little 18 and 8 that you gave me last year. Hopefully you give me that again. Well, on she better said the other day he, he was the most valuable player on the team only because he actually played every game. And I'm thinking that actually made him the least valuable exactly. player because he was so bad that he was the one guy you wanted to miss some games. Exactly. And he never missed a game. Uh, he meant most consistent. He yes. wasn't the most valuable. Well, no, she, she just meant the most durable. <laughs> yes. Right? I and mean, he, he was there until the bitter end. He was. Right? Yes. But... Congratulations, Shannon. Did you You're buy the house? Stuck. Did you buy Are you buying it? No. In Russ's house? <laughs> yeah. I wish I might. Right? <laughs> Six bedrooms, eight bathrooms, and a chilled wine room, y'all. It's a pretty says, nice yes. spread. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. No. No. <laughs> All right. OBJ. Guys, could he be heading to Green Bay? We'll give you the latest coming mm. up next. wide receivers hauled in only 120 yards in Green Bay's loss to the Vikings Sunday. 
The production from that group got people wondering, hmm, maybe free agent Odell Beckham Jr. might be interested in teaming up with Aaron Rodgers, helping him out some. Shannon, can you see OBG, OBJ playing in Green Bay? Uh, I can, but not for a while. I think they'd be better fitted to go get Emmanuel Sanders before he retired. I think Emmanuel Sanders could have helped because he's helped, seems to be, I believe he's healthy right now. OBJ is not healthy, so he can't help the Packers. And if and when, if Odell was healthy, he would have already been signed. So clearly he's not of, of, of health enough to contribute to a team. And nobody wants to bring a guy in. We need receiver help, but he's not going to be able to help us for two months. Mm, okay, I hear what you're saying about his health. But Green Bay could look down the road to game seven, eight, nine. Okay, what say, does that got to do with two, three, four, five? Okay, it doesn't. But could he help them down the line? Well, sure he could. Yeah, well, I... The problem is I don't think his heart would be in it because Odell is one personality who belongs in New York or Los Angeles or maybe Las Vegas, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He went to Cleveland. I just don't think he was ever comfortable in Cleveland, Ohio. And he definitely, you know Green Bay because your big brother played yep. there. You have to be of a certain temperament to yes. be able to deal yeah. with it, right? And, and there's nothing there but and, football. And remember, Odell had his worst game ever at Green Bay after he took the receivers on the excursion to South Beach to mm -hmm. prepare for the playoff game. Then he had two big drops and left a hole in the wall where he smashed it with his helmet. Yeah, but I, I just think right now, Skip, he's not healthy, and I don't know a team that's going to bring a guy in because they need guys that can help him contribute right now. And right now, currently, Odell can't contribute and can't help them win. So if and when that time come sure i'm sure there'll be a lot of teams reaching out to odell come late october early in november we'll see i'm ready for him to be back great show today guys we are out of time